Hello, bees! This is Laura Bailey, here to welcome you to the Critical Role podcast. If you'd like to tune into the show as it airs, you can watch Critical Role Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash critical role and youtube.com slash critical role. Our lovely Twitch subscribers can view the episode on demand right away. Or you can find it on YouTube Mondays at 12 p.m. Pacific. And of course, for all you fantastic podcast listeners, Critical Role episodes hit feeds on Thursday mornings, a week after the episode first airs. With all that said, let's get into another episode of Critical Role. Hello, everyone, and welcome to tonight's episode of Critical Role, where a bunch of us nerdy ass voice actors sit around and play Dungeons and Dragons. The evolution of that still escapes me. Um, yes, welcome. Uh, before we jump into tonight's game, we do have some announcements to get through. First and foremost, our fantastic uh, returning sponsors, two of them for the evening. First, our friends since the beginning of campaign, two, D&D Beyond. Sam. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm a little, I'm still a little bit sort of adjusting in shock tonight. Uh, I, I was, I had this whole thing planned for D&D Beyond. I was going to play a character named Timmy the, the Tiger, uh, the, the copyright conscious breakfast tiger. Um, <laughs> and I had this whole shtick planned because, uh, because available for the first time digitally on D&D Beyond starting July 4th is Hunt for the Thessal Hydra, Hunt for the Thessal Hydra, which is great, or as Timmy the Tiger would say, it's groovy, because he's copyright conscious. Um, <laughs> Timmy was also going to tell everyone uh, to join their friends in the all no, uh, for this all-new short D&D adventure created with the help of Mike Wheeler from Stranger Things himself, because it's groundbreaking. Uh, Timmy the Tiger. You're so stupid. Timmy the Tiger was also going to mention that D and D Beyond is hiring again. A variety of open positions can be found on their website right now. Apply, and you could earn yourself some greenbacks. But I can't do that whole bit because of a, pol a political bombshell in the in the campaign for D and D Beyond president has dropped. For weeks, I have been wondering why the O'Brien Johnson campaign has been surging ahead in the polls. Was it because of Mr. Mr. O'Brien's O'Brien. O'Brien, that's a great nickname. Was it because of his slick fascist campaign video? Was it because of Ms. Johnson's libelous, insulting roast? Or was it something else? Someone else pulling the strings? I couldn't prove it, but I suspected some sort of conspiracy was afoot, so I turned to the one person I knew had access to all the information, someone who knew all the players, the communications, the passwords, the, who could learn the secrets of Critical Role Land. I turned to Marisha Ray. Tonight, for the first time ever on any RPG show, we deliver a scathing investigative report, a scandal that might upend this entire race and send the tabletop world into uncharted territory. Tonight, she delivers the Marishaler Report. Oh, wow. What anime is this? Thank you, Candidate Regal. As you said, I am Marishaler. Uh -huh. uh, so careful, careful. Creative director here, and also Critical Role's official special prosecutor. Now, when Candidate Regal approached me about investigating his rival, I thought it was just still a desperate attempt to salvage his ego-driven candidacy. But when I started digging, I discovered lies, deception, illegal campaign donations. What? <gasps> no. And coordination with foreign powers. Impossible. 
that are at least troubling and at most impeachable offenses. If everyone will allow me. Yes, we don't please. Do that oh, what does Kiasify do? <laughs> I didn't write this. I have, I have a lot of assistants that do things for me. I'm very right, high. No, respect. Oh, yeah. I got a lot of very high. Let the Look. farce continue. <laughs> High on the yeah, chain yeah, of yeah. command. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> anyway, if it pleases the table, I submit as evidence, exhibit one, the phone call. What? Uh, what happened? I think you have to set it Please. up more. I submit <laughs> as evidence, <laughs> exhibit one, the phone call, days after the notorious Johnson roast, my subject, Mr. O'Brien, took a phone call on Critical Role set. Now we don't normally record phone calls of cast members, of course, and so. we don't have access to the entire call, but Critical Role set microphones did pick up Liam's side of it. We had just finished recording Crit Recap. Things were still going. Anyway, listen, just judge for yourself. Play the tape. Yes, yes, I'm alone. You saw our D&D Beyond spot? <laughs> it was perfect. So mean. The script you wrote absolutely killed. Ashley was on fire. Um, I, I kind of feel bad for Sam, actually. Uh, no, no, you're, you're right, of course. This is all business. No, Sherlock, I'm not getting cold feet. I won't let my friendship get in the way of our plan. Oh shit. Shit, I smell cabbage. Uh, I think Brian just walked in the studio. I, uh, I gotta go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A plan? Sherlock. But who was Liam talking to? I had to dig deeper. Me and my team, we poured over emails, texts, we sifted through the trash, took blood samples, probably illegal, spoke to witnesses, <laughs> and then we stumbled onto exhibit two, the photograph. While combing through Chris Lockie's cast photos, I noticed something strange about one in particular. What the fuck is going on? You see, this photo was taken when everyone was chipping in for a food delivery service. According to our informants, Liam ordered a vegan bowl with a side of tofu and kale, objectively a truly disgusting meal, but one designed to maintain his rugged handsomeness and oddly muscular physique. This photo snapped when Liam opened his wallet to pay. Yeah, it doesn't seem strange at first. Until you zoom closer and enhance. Oh! oh. Dun, dun, dun. What? Who is that? I mean, that's a witch. It could be a picture of anybody. That's wow. Soak it in. Why is Liam's wallet filled with British pounds? What is this bit? Is there some sort of international <laughs> connection here? Exactly who is bankrolling the O'Brien Johnson campaign? I had to go deeper. So, you see, <laughs> as I continue to dig, I kept going. I dug deeper. No, I'm, stop, a, stop, I'm stop, on stop, a mission. Stop, stop. Nothing what happens in the studio this? without me knowing about it, O'Brien. What the fuck are you people doing to me if right now? If you have now? nothing to hide, <laughs> then you have nothing to fear, right? 
but I contend that you do have something to hide. I present Exhibit 3, the hidden cameras. Surely after the wall-in incident, I set up a series of hidden cameras in the back of the studio. Cameras. Call it a hunch. We've got a lot of cameras. Super, uh, super convenient. (laughs) Sure enough, late one night, they recorded a conversation between one Liam O'Brien and a gentleman codenamed Sherlock. This could be available on the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) We've since identified this man to be none other than Mark Humes. Oh, yes, ridiculous. yes, that Mark Humes from the British D&D streaming show, High Rollers. A man who has posed as our friend. But is he really? Is he really? Roll the tape. (gasps) Stinky wizard, is it safe to talk? Yes, Sherlock. Everyone's practicing puppet voices for Yeehaw Game Ranch right now. Usually, it takes an hour or two. They think it's hilarious. My God, they're stupid. <laughs> well, so after you win the D and D Beyond election, you uh, you remember your mission. Yeah. I know what I have to do, Sherlock. Convert the D and D Beyond app to the British system of weights and measurements. But I, I mean, won't that be confusing? No- Nobody knows what a stone is and what it weighs. Don't question me, O'Brien. I'm paying for your entire campaign. I paid for your launch video. I paid to rig the election polls. I've paid for thousands of bots to post hashtag Liam for president on Twitter. Just remember, you're nothing without me. You could never beat Sam. He's clearly the most charismatic of the two of you. Do you really want me to cut you off? No. Sherlock, it's just... I mean, you really want D&D Beyond app to change all vests to waistcoats? All carts to lorries? All uniforms to kits? You want me to change every time it says counterclockwise to anti-clockwise? Yes! Yes, I do. I want to change it all. I want to change your stupid American Z's to Z's. I want to put the U back in color and Valor and Parlor. I want it all. Why? Because I'm mad, mad with power. I won't stop until all of D&D Beyond is using proper, appropriate British phrasing. (laughs) Fine. I'm running low on cash. Oh, you've been a jolly good chap. I'll send you a few farthings. What the hell is a farthing? No one knows. That's the beauty of it. Just remember, you work for me. Destroy Sam Regal, win the presidency, and then do what I tell you. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Uh, uh, uh. I think you mean... Sorry, I meant to. Pip Pip Cheerio. Bombshell. So there you have it. Cold hard evidence. <laughs> I make no judgment, it's up to the people. But it was my duty to show the world the truth. 
I rest my case. Well, that was impressive, thorough. Thank you. Legitimate. Yeah. And I haven't worked for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> all I can say is that's all. That's our D and D Beyond ad for the night. Matt, over to you. <laughs> Thank you, Sam, and thank you, D&D Beyond, for being so tolerant <laughs> of everything. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on here, but you all will hear from my lawyers. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. You'll get a chance to respond next week, but let's let, let the people digest this bombshell yes, there needs to be some, I'm, I have a lot to think about after that. Max, um, let's put this through the I don't shredder. Know if me wearing a wig or not. <laughs> really, that's true. Our second sponsor tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Our fantastic friends at Eldritch Foundry. Eldritch um, Foundry! Oh sponsor this episode. Uh, once again, they are a crew of amazing critters. Um, they have created a system for fully customizable 3D printed miniatures for your home games. Here's kind of an example of one of their awesome prints. Cool. Right there. Oh, shit. What? Um, what? It's, it's pretty badass. We're not fighting that um, are we? High quality miniatures are sleek. They look awesome, as you can see. Each race is distinct and different from one another. Um, in success of this whole uh, scenario with their Kickstarter campaign, they're uh, planning to work with local gaming stores as well, so it's not just an online opportunity for you to seize. Um, their ongoing Kickstarter campaign can be found uh, at critroll.com slash Foundry and has just one more week to go before it finishes, so check it out and be a part of it if you can. Now we're going to perform all of Canterbury Tales as part of this. <laughs> I think that is the plan. Right? Yeah. You guys made a 15 minute short film about it, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> Experimental short video. It's on the internet. Like, they, like that, I'm just uh, automatically disqualified from all award contention. Uh, we, uh, I can't even make the joke that we have too much free time because we don't. <laughs> yeah, Which is why it's more surprising that that shit gets made. Um, yeah, we can't help ourselves. A few more announcements, bear with me. Uh, the Tales of Equestria one-shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, the My Little Pony one-shot being run by uh, you know our Moriarty, Mark Humes, from the video, <laughs> is airing tomorrow night, May 31st, at 7 p.m. Pacific on our Twitch channel here. Uh, VOD, will be VOD will be made available immediately for our Twitch channel subscribers and uh, will be on our YouTube channel Sunday morning. So if you miss it tomorrow night, it'll be there Sunday for you, waiting. Um, next Monday, June 3rd, we have a very special one-off episode of Between the Sheets with our own lovely Ashley Johnson. Hey, I forgot about that! <laughs> That's on this Monday? This Monday. Hey, how about it? <laughs> hey, man. Uh, 7 p.m. Pacific on Monday on our Twitch channel, where you are right now. Uh, we also, I guess, wow, we launched our official Instagram account. Oh, yeah! That happened. Yeah. Yeah. Finally! Go ahead and give us a follow at critical underscore role on Instagram. Uh, and we are preparing tomorrow morning to fly ourselves out to Denver, Colorado for this weekend's Denver Pop Culture Con. Um, we have limited autograph and photo tickets available at denverpopculturecon.com if you're looking to come make it out there, see if you can grab what's left on there. And we look forward to seeing you guys there shortly. <sighs> that took less than the first bit. Uh, <laughs> but here we are. All right, guys. Let's see if anything else planned. Let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode of Critical Role. Critical Role. Critical Role. Critical Role. Critical Role. Critical Role. 
beside you, your nerdy best friends, and the DM to guide you, and they rise from the flames for the battles ahead. Villains, beware, cause you're about to be dead. They got magic and flair, they got falchions and cunning, they don't see over there, there's a monster incoming, inspiration is waiting, rise up, don't think twice, put your fate in your hands, take a chance, roll the dice. Welcome back. We didn't say so, anything. No, you did not. I forgot. You totally forgot. <laughs> it, was, it was a beautiful moment of silence that I'll cherish forever. Bullshit! So, uh, you're a little. Not the same. Doesn't work, Sam, I'm sorry. So, last we left off, the Mighty Nine had uncovered what seemed to be some strange, growing conspiracy between these strange devices that were causing portals to tear open into the abyss across Shorhas. You had scried and discovered an individual who was involved with this to some degree and had set up a meeting in Rosona in the Overcrow Apothecary. Lying in wait, you managed to assault the people that were involved, killing two, but the one, seemingly the most important one, fled to the north. You, through scrying and speaking with dead, managed to gather the information you had at your disposal grab your Moorbounders and make your way northward to pursue them towards what seems to be the city of Bazozan, the location. You made your way directly through the barbed fields and are currently there <laughs> as you've uh, traversed your first day and a half of your three-day journey across the barbed fields, um, where you noticed a really unique, dangerous landscape, uh, relics and signs of the great ancient wars of the final moments of the Calamity. Uh, marred landscape before you, and uh, came upon some strange creatures that seemed a little lonely and just wanted a hug. Uh, mm. That assaulted you in the middle of the field and some of the nearby uh, fungus-growing trees. The battle completed. You've all went to bed down for the evening for some rest, if I recall. We ended there. Um, and are continuing the next leg of your journey. Across the barbed fields. So, fighting night. What would you like to do? Are we saying that it is the next morning now, or are we going through the no, night? You're going. We're going through the night. Through the night. Point. Okay. Boy, bay. Oh boy. I gotta pick some spells for the next day now. I know. Do my spell checks. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you clerics did all the clericking, the the before bed clericking that you do, right? Yeah. We did all that. Yeah, we healed so that. Now we stuff. just sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. You haven't, you haven't found a place necessarily to rest yet, if I recall. Oh. You were in the process. Or, no, did you set up a dome? I'm just going to do the dome. I don't remember. <laughs> I, th I don't think we it's got that far. I think that it was just the end of the fight. And we were terrified. That's true, actually. Yeah. All right, well, let's pick up from there then. <laughs> oh, well, I smear batch it away off of my hands and look around and. 
do it, do we, um, are we going any further? No, no, we're After betting, that? We're betting here. I, I, I think they got stronger in the dark, yeah? Yeah. So we should definitely hide at night and, and travel during the day. We can maybe yeah. get a little bit of extra travel with some daylight spells, but at the moment, that. The, the globe is still going, it's an hour of that, so. We want to maybe get the, the last of that out, maybe, or? I think I was correct. I believe you guys did bed down in the dome to sleep that night, so. Oh, we may have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. okay. Let's get in the dome. Good night, Caden. <laughs> Stop talking. Good night, Jester. Good night, Bo. Good night, Ned. Good night, Ford. Good night, Ned. <laughs> Good night, Ned. <laughs> Thank Good night. you. All right. So, evening's rest comes to you. Is anyone keeping watch, or are you all sleeping for the night? I'll take the first watch. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Okay. Do you need some company? Are you okay? Well, I mean, I feel like I'm okay if everybody wants to get some sleep. I don't know what the best way for us all to get a, a decent rest is. I think I already clicked that I got a long rest, but you know what? I'm going to take first watch with you. Okay. Yeah, it would be nice to have some company. I'll look at that later. All right. Good sleep, everyone. It's okay. We'll keep watch. We got it. Take care. Yasha. Yeah. Those things were fucking scary as fuck. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not scared of a lot of things, but those things freak me out. Had you ever seen them before here? No. I, I've never seen anything like that before. And they seem so sad. I know, they, you know? He, like, he looked like if he could have cried, he would have been crying. Yeah, like it was a person <clears throat> once or something, I don't know. Like they didn't maybe want to fight us. They were like forced to, maybe. Yeah. Also, though, they were really scary, so I don't feel that sorry for them. I don't feel that bad, but I just, I, I, it was weird, the sounds that they were making and everything. Yeah. I didn't like it. This is a weird place. You grew up here. Well, I've, I, I did, but not, not quite. In, in an area like this. Not I feel in like the barbed from fields. Yeah, no, this is, I've heard about them, but this is, I'm glad that this isn't, uh, that I didn't grow up here in this place. Are you nervous? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous. I just don't know what we're walking into, you know? Yeah. But We've got your back, though. That guy isn't going to do anything bad to you. Yeah. And I know that, you know, he seemed to respect you or know about you or like the things that you've done, you know? Yeah. Who knows, maybe like when you lost your memory, you were like, like a rock star or something. Yeah, maybe I... <laughs> performed and I... Yeah, maybe there was like a bar or something and you performed every night and everybody yeah. came to see you and then like you disappeared and no one's like, oh, where's that Yasha chick? She's so good, the orphan maker. I wonder what instrument I played. Definitely like um, a harp. <laughs> yeah, I think I could probably. Yeah, like, yeah, but like a really harp. like hardcore harp. Yeah, like it's like, uh, Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
That would be pretty cool. I think I'm just mostly nervous because I, I feel like he knows. It's weird when you feel like someone knows something about you that you don't know. Yeah. And I hope, I hope it's just that I was a rock star. Well, maybe we can learn from him. Maybe he's not the horrible guy and, you know, you can find out what he knows. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, maybe I should be thinking about it more positively than, a, uh, than I am. Yeah. I'll just pretend that I was a harp star. And if it was something bad, just let me know if you want to forget it again, because I think I can make you forget. Really? Yeah. Okay. At least for a while. Hmm. Okay. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> just Maybe not the best way to deal with it, but... Well, I've always heard that the best way to deal with your problems is to run away from them. <laughs> so, uh... Hey, we're doing a good job! Yes. Yeah. Okay. Both of you make perception checks for me, oh, please. Oh, no. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. Natural 20! Hey. Oh, natural 19! Very nice. We're, uh, we're like this. Bodes well. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing bad will happen. So, as you're having this conversation, you do notice a shape in the darkness moving on the peripheral out past it. It's large and lumbering, and you feel just kind of a light. You see the shape kind of lumbering and shifting with its odd, multi-impacting gait. And you watch it move up towards one of the strange, curving spires of stone that seem to be hooking up about 60 or 70 feet into the air, and this entity kind of goes up towards it and Kind of butts against it and begins scratching How high the shoulders go in the back. On uh, about twenty-five feet. Oh gosh, that thing is huge. You looking at its shape, and the more you kind of focus with the perception rolls that you guys took, you can see little hints of the four red orbs that are affixed as eyes in the center of its neckless face, large tusks that protrude from the front of its mouth. This is an udak, which you had seen on the outside of Vasarius, and when you first entered Jorahas in the distance. Uh, you've, you've been aware of these beasts with your uh, oh, yes. times in the fields. Um, extremely dangerous, territorial. Um, they are generally scavengers for the most part, and less hungry. If they're going hungry, they've been prone to hunt and get angry. Um, but they are massive. Uh, and very, very intimidating. Uh, you, you can see that the, the, the two sets of arms, it has four arms, kind of gorilla-like, kind of moving, and it's just kind of scraping its shoulder and back against the spire, like a large bear trying to scratch an itch. Oh, he just see, needs a pet. Yeah, he's scratching. He's just, just leaning against the base of it, and sc scraping against it. We hear this like low guttural. <laughs> Good. It comes off of the spire and then begins to scan over in your direction. Looks past. Can he see us in here? No, but he can hear us. And it just slowly moves a little further. 
and further away until the darkness takes it entirely and it's no longer visible. Oh my god. What if we run into one of those while we're traveling through here? Well, I, I've, I've seen them before and we've fought them in my tribe, but not without losing some members. They're very, very, very dangerous. But maybe we can, maybe we won't see him again. And if we do, maybe we can just offer some scratches. Just climb up and come with some scratches. <laughs> I would say, in, in your time with uh, the, the uh, Dolorav tribe, um, two Udax fell to the tribe. Neither were being intentionally hunted. It was a hunting party came across one and were forced to fight it. Like, they're, they're considered too dangerous to hunt. Um, and while they were both killed, they were usually hunting parties of between 15 and 20 people, and anywhere from five to 10 died in the process Ooh. of taking it down. So there, it's no, no trifle creature. Whose idea was it to come this way? <laughs> you finish your watch. Okay. Uneventful beyond this unique encounter. Next watch, anybody? I'll go. Me too. All righty. Two of you go ahead and take second watch. You're welcome to make a perception check if you'd like. I would love to. 17! 10. 10, okay. Fucking 10. Did you know you're dressed like a tiger? <laughs> Hadn't occurred to me. Technically not a tiger. Probably a liger. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, uneventful, other than the sounds of distant screeching of what seemed to be flying evening birds of prey, far enough away to where you're keeping an eye out, but no one seems to come closer. Take notice, the, the opaque, dark-colored dome seeming to be enough to keep the eyes of such creatures at bay. Can it be chirping? Why is it screeching? <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was this? <laughs> Your watch completes without issue. Third and final watch, anybody? I'll take it. All right. <clears throat> By himself, go ahead and roll a perception check. Happily. I'll start making breakfast for everyone, too. Uh, 15. Yay! 15, okay. Um, you catch towards the beginning stages of dawn, the blues beginning to creep into the sky, but through the night, the stars begin to slowly vanish as uh, a storm front began to come in. Low gray clouds with darkened patches in the distance, and as the the sky began to lighten up slightly more and more, you can see there's no rainfall at the moment, but there is another medium medium intensity storm on the way. Um, beyond that, no other major issues. You guys come to consciousness. Breakfast is waiting you at the hands of Caduceus Clay. Going to burn a, burn a spell for that. Caduceus, mm. why didn't you wake me up? I would have done the last watch with you. Oh, I had no idea, and I figured everyone needed some sleep. Everything hurts. I wanted to see the, the, the sun come up. It had been a while. How was it? Uh, brief mm. before this, but it was worthwhile. Thanks for making food. Oh, no problem. Yeah, Sorry, it's a little, little basic, but. We should get moving as quickly as we can. Use up all the daylight. Yeah. Caduceus. Yeah. Does it look like that storm front's heading our way? Does it look like that storm front is heading our way? Uh, it is heading across the entire fields at like kind of an angle, so it is making its way towards, not you specifically, but it is going to be taking most of the sky above you shortly. Are we going to be fighting against it, or are we, uh, 
are we going to be? Is it traveling in the same direction that we are? Uh, it looks like it's it's going to be against you. So if it, it'll pass quicker, it seems. Nice. Just a little rain. Are we still? Is the landscape still almost like a like a flat, like a salt flat type of thing? Similar, yeah. It's oh. it's it's a dried and cracked badlands. Uh, badlands. You had you had a faint bit of rain the day before. Uh-huh. Um, it cost some of it to, to to mud and muck up. Yeah. Uh, but it was very very minor. Still scattered with these giant spires, spires. these like rock formations that are made of stone that is not natural to the to the rest of the plains around you. It's like flat as the eye can see, right? We're not in any sort of a slow ravine. Uh, the the terrain does shift and move, and there are craters. There are large chasms and holes in here that appear to some of them through blasted force that eventually just fell back in. Some the earth just is torn open in places. It's like Beetlejuice limbo without the red filter is kind of the vibe. Mm. Sure, yeah, cool. Like All right, I'm in. Make it turn out like flash flood territory. Yeah. <laughs> it might get muddy. It's probably going to get muddy. It's going to get muddy. I wonder if it's going to be like the playa where it gets like cakey muddy. Yeah, it's going to suck. <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. Let's mount up! Difficult brain. Yeah. Looking around, your more bounders haven't returned yet from their evening hunt. Oh, oh no. Um, oh, right. Oh. Yarn ball! <laughs> I throw a frumpkin up into the air and okay. vulture form the to cat. have a look around. Um, <laughs> about a quarter mile up and away from you guys, uh, frumpkin sees them first, but the your three more bounders had found shelter for the evening for their rest oh. since they went out hunting and I guess didn't make their way back to the dome. What your bird sees, uh, your vulture, um, is what looks to be some sort of strange dome, uh, about 50 feet across, end to end. It looks like a large, round, smooth stone with a, some like strange holes in the sides. Where they are, where the more where they are. You see one of the more bounders kind of creep out into the the morning light, diffused by the cloud cover, kind of curling, blinking its two bulbous fish-like eyes in the sides of its face. Looks like it's coming to consciousness and curling out. The other two eventually emerge from the inside of this rock. Um, you take a moment to recognize this is the shape of it is very bone-like. It's a shell. Mm, I'm the big turtle. This appears to be uh, the the long, dried, hollowed corpse shell of one of the horizon-back tortoises um, that is partially fallen and just kind of taken back by the planes and was used as a temporary shelter for the oh, evening. That's so cool. So cool. Take that with us. <laughs> Will it fit in the bag of holding? Think so. Fifty by fifty feet. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Should do. Cool, good, good. Fifty by. Yeah, big tortoise. Yeah, I relate that to the party. Do you want to go to them? Yeah, let's go to them. It's on the way, right? Yeah, a little, little, little off to the right, but you can kind of curve over. That. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see. Okay. You guys manage to catch up towards, towards your more bounder as soon as they kind of see you in the distance catching up. <laughs> and they run up and start getting, you know, rambunctious and excited to see you uh, conscious and moving. Um, what do you do? Uh, gonna just. Calm, calm uh, Clarabelle down, and I think I'm going to head over and take a look at this shell. Take a, get, a, get a better look at this thing. I'm curious how it go. I think it's probably safe yeah. if they were in there. I'm going to jump around with Yarnball for a while. Okay. Get him. We're all, get let's, him all stay in, let's all stay in, in 
to eyesight of each other. I'll, I'll join them going in. Okay. I'm gonna go to the roof. Are there any holes in the roof? Uh, make a perception check. Can you climb it like a big jungle gym? Half dome. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve. Uh, you don't see like large holes, but it the nature of the kind the the structure of the shell itself, the hard uh, exoskeleton aspect of it, is ridged and easy to climb. Okay, I'll climb it. All right, so you get on top of it, and you can now, if you want to, climb towards the apex of the yes. shell, yes. Uh, which stands about, I'd say, 30, 25 to 30 feet off of the ground, although it's sunken in by about five feet, so it'll probably be about 20 to 25 feet at its apex. Be careful, Nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had this installation last year. <laughs> okay, uh, gives you a, a cool view from up there. Is, are there any cracks to see, like, down into the... Any cracks in the shell, or is it all? No, oh, the wow. shell is solid. Wow. It, it is. It is a hardy creature. Okay. Um, but you do have any make a perception check from on top of the shell. Okay. Nineteen. Nineteen. Hmm? All right. All right. Because the rain hasn't come yet, you do have a decent view on the horizon. Um, though you get the sense the storm isn't that far off. You do see a unique shape that catches your attention, kind of in the direction of where you guys are traveling. A towering shape, a shadowed plume atop a wide spire. It resembles a tree, though the size and the distance is hard to gauge through the kind of dust and wind that's currently blowing in with the coming storm. A tree on top of a spire? The shape of or a tree. It, 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 looks like, it looks almost like a tree, because it's just this large shape oh. and like a spire. But you, you can barely make it out. It's quite a ways away. Um, it's probably another day's journey to even get there. Okay. But you rolled a 19 on your perception check, oh, so you sort right. of caught your vision. You're like, that's, you're not sure how quite how far it is, but it looks pretty big. Okay. Is that in the general direction we are? Yeah. Ahead yes, it's Catalina. Uh, when we go in, I would tell Frumpkin to circle like a police helicopter and to cry out if anything, if he sees anything. You got it. Go to a perception check for Frumpkin, please. Uh, shite. Extra vulture. Uh, that would be uh, 11. 11, good enough. All right, the rest of you make your way towards the empty interior of the shell. Light it up a little bit. Yeah. All right, and as Caduceus lights up the inside, you can see it is a large domed cavern. You can see where the spinal cord itself is fused. Uh, in sections along the upper ridge, creating this kind of unique, beautiful, macabre arch from end to end. You can see the multiple holes where the the arms and legs and head and tail of this thing would have emerged, though they're about half crescents as the bottom half has been retaken by the land around it. This has been here for a while. Um, you catch out from the inside that pockets of it uh, seem to be growing bits of, of fuzzy plant matter. Some of it could be fungus, some of it could be moss, you're not sure. But there seems to be almost like a small ecosystem that's developed within the inside of this shell. You also find uh, what looks to be the corpse of two orcs, torn asunder and half-eaten, oh, <laughs> freshly. Oh. Um, Do they go good? Orcs. Fresh. Uh, uh, fresh enough from the past few hours. Good boy. Is there um, any clothing left to root through? There is uh, destroyed hide armor, not functional. Um, with some repair, it could be done. But fair hides, thick hides. Um, looks to be two hand axes on one of them. 
and the other one had a longsword and like a, a leather shield. Um, what are they were doing out here? They both have longbows on them, and uh, a total of, say, 22 arrows between the two of them. Um, they look to be, they don't have a lot of equipment. Looks like they're mainly carrying enough things to keep themselves alive and to move, so mm, make a survival check. Anybody who would like to try to. Oh yeah, I've got a little bit of that. 21. 22. Nice. 18. 18, still pretty good. All right, so you three, uh, looking at the equipment they have, um, where you are, you gather these two are probably scouts. Um, they're not dressed in attire that seem congruent with Rosona or orcs you've met and seen in the dynasty, and they are full-blooded orcs. Um, and they're a mess. <laughs> But uh, it seems at least your Mormonders went and found some food for the night. Are there any other signs of any other people who've maybe camped underneath this thing before? Any uh, uh, disturbed earth? Just Make any? an investigation check. Oh, my favorites. Uh, that's a natural one minus one. So I think I'm just going to collect some samples and I'm going to stare at the moss, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really soft. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anything else? Any like, if this has been there for a while, any carvings, any graffiti on the shell, anything stand out? Oh, not investigation. Well, there's a difference between you know looking about the interior for. Oh, that's good. Though. Signs. Uh, Twenty-one. Twenty-one. That's actually really good. Um, you see a few sections that have carvings on them. Um, rudimentary. One of them looks like it's a series of dug-in dots and lines and locations, and you gather, it looks almost like a simple map of the valley. Oh. Um, but there's no language, there's just markings. It's like seeing a, a carved um, constellation. My criminal background clue me in a little bit more that that's what it is? You, you've seen things like this, yeah, and it's usually designed to be a code for people that pass through. Um, what does it look, is there something that looks like, could be marked as Razazan? Razazan. You can see a carving that, that, that looks to be a, 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 an oblong, strange perimeter. Um, there's a marking, a carving that looks like like a, uh, almost like a T, like a, like a thick-topped T. You can see a marking that seems to be like a circle with a couple of lines through it. You can see a number of other dots that you're uncertain what their uh, element means. The, the circle seems to be the shell that you're in. What is um, this? What are you looking at? Hey, Jester. Hmm. Come here. Mm -hmm. What is that? I think it's a map of the area. I think this kind of circle thing is like a, you are here. Oh yeah, I think I think these are just landmarks. Well, people trying to communicate to each other, smugglers maybe. I take out my sketchbook and I draw it exactly. Okay. Yeah, you're not certain what these mean necessarily, but you're just you gather the essence of what it was used for. Cool. Um, I'm going to spend the next minute to take out my pearl and uh, give myself a dose of fortune's favor. 
And when that is up, I'm going to uh, send Frumpkin very high in the sky uh, and plant my hand on Beauregard's shoulder and try to look for more of these orcs anywhere on the plains around this place. Right, okay. Frumpkin is doing so. Oh no, but does it, do I, does it change when I look? Because currently I told Frumpkin he's to look and just squawk if he sees anything. It's, 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 a, conti- it's a continuation of searching for things got in the it, area. All right, well, I'll still keep the... Uh, At the very least, uh, maybe covering our tracks on the way out might not be a bad idea. Okay. Ooh, good call. Don't let the rain do that? <sighs> but not in here. <laughs> you do see a couple of dark spots on the floor in different areas where it looks like some of the the uh, the dust and the dirt is blackened and charcoaled where fires may have been built. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of the protected interior of the shell, uh, the erosion and the wind that only sweeps through hasn't entirely covered and erased that presence. Um, so the shell definitely seems to see traffic every now and then. We should get moving if we want to keep ahead of. It's a good idea. Yeah. All right. While you're on top I'm gonna slide down the slide down the turtle shell. You hear? Shh. <laughs> 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 Are we going? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Oh, also about a day ahead of us. There's this crazy big thing. What? What kind of big thing? I don't know. It's a big thing. Like a creature. Like what? No, like a big tower or a tree. Did you see any of those big, like? Things that were gray and had like four eyes and like big arms, you know, like we saw on the other plane. No, no. Because me and Yasha saw one of those last night. Oh, last night. Really? I didn't know. Wow. Which direction is this trio tower? The way we're going. That way. That's convenient. Well, we'll find right. out soon enough then, yeah. Are you heading towards this? Let's go, is yeah, it the same, let's same do it. the direction we're headed? Uh, loosely, off, like you don't have a specific idea of like you know a pinpointed radar, but you know you're heading north. Oh, we're going that way now. Like north northwest. Yeah. You have the map. Yes. So that's yeah. that's for you guys. Whoever wants to. Yeah, yeah. Do we have any sense of where we are on the map? Within the yeah, we here. One day's travel in the always trying to go up to yeah, so yeah. three days. Yeah, yeah. You're you're at this point. You're almost here. you're almost at the halfway point. You're, okay. you're roughly at that blood stain right there. Oh, yeah. I feel like with Caleb's weird sense of direction on the map, huh. it'd have a decent idea. You have a decent idea. It's not perfect, though. Sure. Um, Are you seeing any towers on the map? Weird, weird question. Do no. I do I recognize the weird language that's written on the on the map? Uh, Caleb, uh, we've already gone over this. Yeah, that's not Never mind. It's all good. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so fancy. On so, we go. You yeah. gather your more boundaries. Yep. You pick back on the trail. You continue heading northward to the barb fields. Who's making point on this? I just want to know what the uh, marching order is going forward. Take front. All right, so you have Caduceus in the front with your more bounder. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Caduceus. Yeah. Me and Ford will be in the middle. Regulators? Man up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. She was on the street. All right, then we have. Bo. Taylor and not. right there. You got it. Okay. As you guys continue riding forward for the next couple hours, Caduceus, since you are at point with you and Yasha, you would both like to make perception checks as you continue forward? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, because I do that. That's a thing. Ah, 15. Ooh, that's a natural one. Ooh. 
Okay. You continue moving forward, passing by clusters of these spires. It seems the further towards the center you get of this area, those large stone shapes can get more and more dense. Where you'd see like one every mile to every half mile, the further in you've gotten, you'll see you know two or three within visible distance to seeing two within a few hundred feet of each other. Occasionally, they seem to get more dense the further into the fields you get. They don't seem to be like becoming a forest of them necessarily, but just less, less sparse. Keeping an eye out for any of those wily guys we saw. Okay. Um, I will say, Caduceus, mm-hmm. you at the front, and based on your passive perception, uh, about three and a half to four hours, getting closer to uh, the midday, little past noon, you look forward and see what looks to be another round shape. Is it the same approximate size and color of, of what we were uh, what we were used to with the turtle? Uh, it looks a little darker, but at this point, you can also see. Rain hasn't hit you yet, but you can see that gray blanket of distant rain that's now starting to blur the horizon and is making its way your direction. Yeah, there may be another turtle up ahead, too. And may, may be a live one, too, I can't quite tell. I kind of reference the map that Chester copied. Okay. Does it look based on, like, there's something related on the map? Uh, Shell? No. Yeah. This thing's garbage. <laughs> Is the shell is the thing moving or is it not moving? Or is it it doesn't appear to be moving. It's the original. Bounding towards it, you get a little bit of a better look. Um, it's about twenty or so feet high now, about one hundred fifty feet from you. As you kind of glance over and get a better view, slow everyone down a little bit. Okay, you guys slow down a little bit. Um, you can now see the details of the matted fur, the muscular back legs, the four burly arms. And you recognize this is the same creature, the Udak, that you had seen before, though it is laying on its side and is not moving. Not moving or not breathing? Sleeping? Not moving. Ooh. We are think, going to go moving. around this thing. I think it would be a wide berth might be a good idea. Yeah. What if okay. it can help us? Give us direction. I don't think You can, yeah, can. no. I think uh, that's a bad it's idea. A, if it's asleep, we can kill it quite easily. I don't think we could. I think, could. I think if we tried happen. to kill it while it was sleeping, it might wake up and then it would kill us. I think we can just walk around it. Yeah. It seems to be the smarter I thing to do. Agree. I say we walk around. I've been drinking most of the morning. So. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> really? Yeah, baby. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Mo- moving around, keeping a wide berth on it. Slow. Uh, both you make perception check in the front. Better. Uh, 17. Nine. All right, 17. Nine. You begin to notice that parts of its body seem to be showing gaping wounds. Open, exposed flesh. Detect undead. How's the grave? The range on that is not far enough away. You can get closer. I can. Mm, 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 mm. I'll go with you. Um, I'm doing. I'm doing. Fucking instigator. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna burn one anyway, just to just to take a look. And do I get anything? Nothing immediately around you. You're, okay. you're about 
let's say 130 feet from them right now. So. I could always send in the vulture, although the last time I did that, it keyed those things into a uh, position. I got that. No, let's, not, no. Let's I'm fine. very, let's just uh, maybe get a little quietly, get a little closer and see what's happening. You don't sneak so well. Uh, I'm also keeping an eye out for whatever could have done damage to this thing. This right, with the same perception. Yeah. To look around. I'm okay. definitely keeping eyes open. Okay. Everybody. I'm going to try and get just close enough to see if it's alive, dead, or otherwise within 60 feet of it, I suppose. Okay. So, on the Moorbounders, slowly you and Yash are going to. Moorbounders. As he's doing that, we're scanning around just in case. All right. Uh, I guess make make a communal perception check, the rest of you. Communal perception. 16. 19. 10. Natural 20. <laughs> solid. 21. Okay. Solid. So you're keeping, keeping pretty solid look around. You guys get closer and closer. You begin to see beyond the, the gaping wounds, there are like two large black spots affixed to its body. But the spots are kind of shifting and moving. Mm-hmm. You see black leathery wings mm-hmm. that cling to the corpse. Sorry. Uh, these large, dark, lizard-like bodies feasting on the flesh of this dead creature. Their forms leaking shadow-like mist off of the body, just slowly drifting off of it. Two of them kind of glance over in your direction. You can see the yellow-like bead-glowing eyes on each of their weird uh, dragon-esque face. I'm not getting any closer, but I'm not backing out either. Looks, they both look at each other, and the other one goes like, ah. one. It occurs to me. They can understand me. We'll keep moving. They can understand you. I can talk to animals. Start to keep moving, see what happens. Okay. You guys following suit with Kim? Yeah. Right. You both can continue to move past the north. You get about. 50, 100 feet further. Looking back over your shoulder, you can see both of them are now taking up, and as their wings flap, you can see uh, tendrils of shadow kind of drifting off and then fading a few feet from each blast of its wings. You cast Bless on who? Uh, They're flying up. Caduceus and Yasha. Ford Caduceus Yashi, you guys have blessed. All right. Myself. Holding daylight. Holding daylight. Okay. And gift of alacrity on Yasha. All right. Gift of alacrity on Yasha. As you guys are riding on your more bounders, uh, uh, Caleb and Beauregard come up nearby, and Caleb reaches out and touches your shoulder, and you're infused with the gift of alacrity, which means for the next eight hours, you get to add a 1d8 to your initiative. Yes. Boy. 1d4 to saving throws and attack rolls. Are we moving? Rolls. Is this a moving fight? Is this a car chase? I don't think we're moving yet. I think we're moving, but we're not running yet, yeah, yeah. I think, until right. they start diving up in pace. We don't want them to know we they both and begin to kind of arc around, both making a wide shift. Now they're supposed to behind you, they're now behind and starting to catch up on the left, but they're definitely circling around you. Is there? They're coming up our left. They're coming up on yeah, on your the western side as you guys are traveling north. Is there anything coming up on our right? 
Uh, you glance over in that direction based on perception made earlier. You don't see anything else. What kind of radius are they Not keeping the 20, outside though. of us? Hmm? Not rolled a 20. I know. <laughs> don't worry, I know. What kind, of, what, kind of, what kind of distance are they keeping from us in this circle they're making? Uh, they're about 100 feet from you right now. All right. I'm going to rub a bit of fleece and cast Silent Image and make the image of a fourth Moorbounder next to us, running with us. Okay. And with some very nondescript person riding it. Okay. So. <laughs> Operating out of the air, a fourth rider who's a nondescript person, very plain features, uh, beige clothing, yeah. <laughs> a, a haircut. Yeah. Riding a haircut. Riding a warbounder. Wearing a polo shirt, yeah. khakis, <laughs> some loafers. Should, do you think we should make this an annoying meal? I think if they move towards us, they've, they've made that decision for us. Yeah, I feel like we should pick up speed. Well, everything here is weird. We might be able to outrun them if we go now. They're I'm gonna, flying, we're I'm not gonna, gonna charge them. up an Eldritch Blast and just follow them, just in case they start to break towards To the right side, not. You can yeah. see a third one. I knew it! All right. I knew it! All right. Seemingly hearing the screech from the one on the left that was heading the circle. Yeah. And it looks like there are now three of them slowly bearing down on you as you're moving northward. Clever girl. All right. Let's pick up the pace! Yeah. 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 All right, so you guys. Smack the back of Yannick's. So now Yannick lunges forward at a much faster speed, going fast pace at this time. Everyone else catching up as well? Yeah. Keep pace, Yon Ball! Come on. The very vague, generalized uh, rider is, is weirdly falling behind by about 40 feet. He's not being able to catch up four, with four. us. He's I'm terribly out of shape. 60. My range is only 60. Oh, okay. So yeah, about right. 58 what, feet. What's your spell you see? Uh, the spell DC, oh boy, I cast spells sometimes, don't I? You do. Is uh, 15. Oh wow, that's pretty high. That is. Okay. <laughs> All right. The, the, the one that's trailing the, the screeching leader on the left hand side is. And they're both keeping pace with your Moorbounders. They're not sure. gaining at the moment. But they're keeping pace to the left. Um, the, the one behind it, be. the one behind it, splinters off and begins to make its way towards the one that's not keeping up. Okay, good. And lunges down, and you watch as it as it <laughs> it's, it dives, and then about forty feet from the illusion, vanishes. Oh. And like Nightcrawler teleports next oh, no. to where this uh, illusion is, and wings open. It, it looks like a like a black leather skinned wyvern. It, just, it. it arcs down with its claws, and they pass through the body. It's confused, kind of arcs up again, and is going to go for a second pass as well. Now you have two that are kind of pincering you from left and right, and slightly behind. This, is it time for daylight? Just say the word. Daylight. How, how far does it reach? Daytime right now. Yeah. Yeah, but this is a daylight spell. Yeah, it couldn't hurt. Um, this gives us sixty feet. Crack yeah, that let's crank it, crank it up. Okay, it is stationary. Right? No, it's not. It can be on an object. Okay, what are you casting it on? I'm going to cast it on my dick. 
<laughs> Sam's, no. Uh, I'm going to cast it uh, on uh, the Warbounder that I'm currently writing. Okay. <laughs> From the the shaded, dark, clouded mm -hmm. sky above you and the rain that's slowly making it your direction, from the very front of the line, now this bright burning beacon of daylight emerges from the front part of the saddle that Caduceus is holding <laughs> on to, giving this large, bright radius of sunlight. Um, you watch the two creatures that are flying <laughs> kind of swoop in that direction, and as soon as the light flashes, they both kind of arc back a little bit and maintain their separate pace awesome. to each side. They're still keeping up with you guys, but this seems to have shaken them a bit to be interested in peeking any closer. The one to the back is now on its third strike on your uh, companion before it seems to realize and not give a shit, but it's definitely, it's fallen behind, and because of the pace you guys are going, and it's six feet behind you, because uh, you, more bounders, I believe, what's the speed on them? Fast. Oh, uh, hold on, let me look. Yeah. I believe it's 80 40? Feet, right? uh, 40 feet. 40. 40 feet. Standard speed. Yeah. Right, okay. So they're probably well, the, yeah. Yeah, but they can jump 30 feet. Mm -hmm. well, that was um, well, that's what it's. Uh, we have the funny notes, though. That's what oh, yeah, look in the notes section right here. What's that say? Hold on, hold on. I have to be somewhere. How do I look in the notes? Just section. look right there. There it is, more bounder. No, that is incorrect. They have a speed of 80 feet. Oh. Really? Yeah, they're fast creatures. How do we fix that in here? Hmm. That's okay. Um, but these creatures can fly 80 feet, so literally you guys are going oh, in tandem. Nice. But at the speed you're traveling, the one to the back that went after the illusion is not able to get closer to you right. at this pace. I took out a whole one by myself! Pretty good. <laughs> but you are essentially left, right, and behind now, surrounded by these creatures as they're keeping a pace. How long does the daylight spell last? Uh, that's a good question. About an hour, I believe. Okay. Uh, double checking. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, one hour. They are keeping about 100 foot distance from you. Um, and the daylight seems to be keeping them at bay. Oh, smart, Caddy. Maybe they'll lose interest. Mm -hmm. So you keep Should riding. Should we attack them at a distance while they're away from yeah, us? Yeah, we can make it even more annoying. You got about 100 and, 100 and something. I'm do. Whoa. You gonna shoot? Yeah. I would say give it, give it 20 or 30 and see if they keep up, and if they still are after us, then we can hurry okay, them. Okay, 20 or 30 seconds? Minutes, it's oh. an hour he's oh, got that sure. going. Okay. Maybe they will lose interest if it, it takes well, too long. Well, can the Moorbounders go at a full speed for hours and hours, I guess? I guess they yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like you, just have to, you, you take breaks every now and then sure, for yeah. time, but but it's a, a total of eight hours of intense travel for a day yeah. okay. um, is considered possible. I don't know, I'm of the opinion that maybe just spooking them a little bit might be a great idea. Let's do it! I'll just blast. All right, roll two attacks. I like the way you said that. This is against what? The one to the left, behind, or the right? He just gun caught at them. Where did those tubs come from? Plus D4 to each attack roll, because you're blessed. Thank you. Natural one, and the other one is a 23. 23 to the one on the right. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. D4 damage or? No, no to roll. your attack roll. Doesn't matter, it hit. Yeah, it hit. Okay, what <laughs> That's a 12, that's not the right. Uh, six, uh, 
Everybody. 11 points of Eldritch Blast damage. 11 points of Eldritch Blast damage. So, one goes wide, and you watch that one uh, like shadow-like flying wyvern kind of dodge out of the way, and goes wide and vanishes into the clouds above. Uh, the one to your right shrieks as it spins towards you, and you can see now it's starting to lean its way closer to try and like meet right the direction. Right when he turns to look, I shoot a Guiding Bolt at him. What's the range of Guiding Bolt? 120 feet. Go ahead and roll damage, or roll for attack, sorry. Uh, 17 plus nine. That hits, go ahead and roll damage. Uh, what am I doing? 46. Ooh. Oh, 11. Uh, it's 17, thank you. 17. Oh. Radiant damage. Radiant damage. Damage. So as you release it, arcs up, and this is the same one that, that uh, Ford had hit before? Yes. As the guiding bolt blasts into its chest, you watch the, the bright, sacred energy of this spell burn and sear into its body with an intensity that you've not struck a creature with a guiding bolt before. It shrieks out horribly in pain. And you watch as the shadow almost seems to bleed out of it. Um, that, that hurt it very badly. Wow. What did you do to it? Do yeah. it again. That was awesome. And it arcs off to, to go to about 150 feet away and keep tandem, but it is hurt. It's like. 150 feet away. Um, the one that's on the left side, though, however, while you're focusing on this, is now leaning in. Yeah, I'll throw a firebolt at it. A firebolt at it? Go for it. So the one on the left is now arcing forward. Oh, natural one. Oh, goes wide. It kind of scoots up. Sacred Flame. Sacred Flame, what's the roll on that one? Uh, dexterity 17. Dexterity. Natural 17 plus. Uh. Uh, yeah, that's a 25, sorry. Okay. Yasha, it, bro, why aren't close, you fighting? Is it close enough to, uh, to I'll take a sip of flame shot with that thing, too. Go for it, yeah. all right, so. Flames, just holding on to that is gonna be a 22. Oh, man. They're quick, and it's like, they're, 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 they're like spiraling now through the sky. I'll strike a new boondocks pose. Crisscross. <laughs> Two more yes. flash shots at it. To, that, to the ones coming nearby? Yeah, Go no, for no, it, we'll okay. roll both attacks. <laughs> I don't know about natural 20. Oh, shit! Uh, and, a, and a 13. All right, thir 13 misses. All right, roll a d4. See if you can move that 13 up because it's missing currently. Thank you. I can't grab it. <laughs> His fingers are too, too bad to grab it. <laughs> All right, 14, you mean, right? 13 plus one? Yes, 14. 14. Sorry, so it misses. Uh, oh, that is a balls roll for nine points of Elder's Blast damage. Nine points of Elder's Blast damage. That's okay. It is now pushed in. You can see the, the, the daylight. It comes within the 60 foot radius of the daylight and pushes into it. And it's as the daylight hits it, you see the skin kind of gray a bit. The shadow that's pouring off of it begins to kind of wither and dissipate. It's still physical, but the daylight, it seems to not be enjoying being that close to the light, but it's forcing itself into that area, it kind of begins to move within 40 feet of your cluster, riding forward before it lets out this piercing screech. Um, I need all of you to make a constitution saving throw. Saving throw. 18. 11. 22. All right. No, 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 19. 
Hey. Ooh. 17. All right. Ooh, good. That bless was helpful. Uh, oh yeah, bless, bless is added to this. Nice. All right, so. Bow and Jester, the screech hits your ears. You clasp the side of your head, and you find your body just locked up in absolute fear. You're both paralyzed for the next round. I also need somebody to roll Constitution saving throws for the three more bounders. One roll for all. No, one roll for, for each. Roll for Yannick. Yeah, right. doing that. I forgot I have a savage attack. A savage attack. To re-roll it? Uh, roll one of the dice an additional time to add to the extra damage. That is a 10. Okay, 18, nice. That's much better. If Chester is driving our more bounder and she is not, can't drive anymore, what happens? Well, Ford would more take over. The more he's running, he can but take it over. But doesn't matter but because... So you roll? I'm three. All right. Eight. And for all three more bounders suddenly roll to one shoulder, sending all of you flying from their back, flung in tough at at full more bounder speed. This is like being flung from a driving car. Um, I need need everyone to go ahead and make. Let's say dexterity saving throws. Well, we to can't tr- make them if we're paralyzed. Right? Oh no, you guys fail automatically. Oh my god, this is gonna suck. This is gonna suck a lot. Twenty-five. Three-point landing. You do. <laughs> you, you skid anime style. <laughs> Can I still use blessed or can I use it once? Oh wait, you haven't. You haven't. Yeah, Fourteen. Yeah. Okay, you you managed That's to right. take. Oh, I do. You didn't yeah. take a. You didn't take a. Oh, yeah. Catch a yourself. Um, Jester, Bo, you both take seven points of bludgeoning damage oh, from impacting and skidding across 15. the ground. Fifteen. All right, you managed to catch yourself. Uh, everyone else, everyone else else who succeeds takes three. So four, you take three points of bludgeoning damage. What do we need to succeed? Because uh, I ask, is the ring of evasion right? Twelve. Twelve. Oh, I had twelve. Three points of damage. Then. So three points. Three points. Three points. Three points. Three points. <coughs> I'll do. Uncanny dud. No, you can't do that to a, an effect. It's not an attack. Yeah. No. All right, let's go ahead and. <laughs> oh, oh, we're doing something. Because you guys aren't running anymore. Oh that boy, guys! Oh, shit! I think we're switching to the Dwarven Forge, the famous Dwarven Forge combat camp. Get out of my camera, Travis! <laughs> this combat is powered by Dwarven Forge. They just launched a new con- construct a castle line, a variety of pre-configured castle segments that combine to build the stronghold of your dreams or nightmares. Find it now at Dwarven Forge. Dot com. Ooh, spike. Alrighty. Sorry, sound. Mm. <laughs> More bounders. Long there. Oh, fuck. Daylight spells still on them. Right? Wait, this is the same place we fought before. Just a little. Ah! You get an accurate ah! spread. We've been going in circles. Let chaos throw it where it will. <laughs> More bounders roll. Ah! How far away are you from that fucking turtle show? Oh, uh, you've been traveling for about uh, yeah, 15 or so minutes from it yeah, at full speed, so you're quite a ways. All right. Leader of the pack. It's about right. Yeah. It's about how good a singer she was. <laughs> no, not Marisha. The no, yeah. so yeah. yeah. I like that you lost. Both are accurate. It's fine. You kind of lost the commitment at pack. Leader of the pack. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
know the third one's gonna come get us too because it's stuck. What are those fucking things? Yeah, you guys found the last campaign. They're from Tharmphala, oh, right? Yes. Tails. Yeah. <gasps> oh boy. Boomstalkers. Don't worry, we fought these Boom last campaign. Boomstalkers. <laughs> They're bad, and we fought them at a much higher level at the last campaign. Yeah, wasn't it only like eighteen? Oh, that's right. That's right. Can we use old information? Spoilers. Yeah. Was Archon? Oh, yeah. He was. That was around that time. All right. That's when Vecna killed us all, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, let's go ahead and roll initiative, folks. Are, are Jester and I still paralyzed? Yeah, you are until the, for this first round, you're paralyzed. Okay. Do we still roll, so we still roll for initiative? Uh, you do, because you're still in the initiative oh, no. order. Did you roll your d8? All right. I rolled an after 20. You still add it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is your initiative in the like minute? Does Bless sure. count our initiative? Fuck yeah. So, no. 25 to 20? 20. 21. Alrighty, so uh, not just. Well, Josh is probably first. 26. Oh. Jeez! That's the highest initiative I've ever rolled. That's the highest initiative right. I think possibly, like, 20 to 15? 15. 15. 15. 15. Insane. What is, what'd you guys get? Both 15. Empire kids. We're still in daylight. Uh, ten of five. Is that concentration or not? Nope. Yeah, last round. It's awesome. Thirteen for me. Twelve. All right, four. And then Caduceus. You got it. All right. So, top of the round, Yasha, you are on the ground, prone. You managed to prevent yourself from taking too much damage, um, but you are over on the far end there. They are all three up in the air. What are you doing? Okay, um, I am going to. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to stand up. Where am I at? There. Oh shit. Okay. Um, I guess that one's closest, so I'm just gonna stand up and start making my way so over to the. Twenty feet to get up. Okay. Damn. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. That's your movement. You still have your action, which you can dash as well if you want to. I'll dash the rest of the way. All right, so and you then move. I have my, you know. Under there. My, I'm gonna. I'm t- I have the skin gorger out, so I'm gonna stand there and just look at him. And okay, bonus action, nothing. You're holding yeah. on. Um, I would like to rage. Yeah! All right, you are <laughs> raging. Bonus action. So. With with the uh, magician's judge kind of sheathing over your shoulder, you have the skin gorger out, <laughs> giant rusted angry blade, and you can ah. stand beneath it and just growl yeah, at the orphan maker. <laughs> Gloom stalker floating above you. Come on down here, buddy. All right, that finishes your turn. Yeah. Next up is not followed by Jester on deck. So not what are you doing? Boy, standing up. All right, so that's half your movement there. So we'll save twenty more feet. Uh, I'll run to the tree towards the tree if I can get. All right. Five jump, you leap over a paralyzed bow. Oh boy. You get behind the tree there. Uh, okay. Goo. Um. Oh, oh, damn. Boy, oh boy. Okay. Uh, I will. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast Phantasmal Force on the one that's closest to us. Alrighty. Dope, dope, dope. Um, 
Intelligent saving throw. Yes, a 15. Uh, rolled a natural 17. Ooh. Minus three. Yeah. 14. So that's success. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, not intelligent creatures. These creatures are they're they're very much monstrosities without a a classic intelligence. So. But what do, what what do I make it think? This is the problem. Uh, make it see daylight. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna make like a fire, but I guess. Uh, I will make it. Let's see here. We are in daylight right now. I know, but it's like intense cool. daylight. It's. Um, I'm gonna make it see. I can only make it see a ten foot cube of something. Um, shit. What are you doing? Shit. I don't know what would help it. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Whoa. Uh, I'm gonna make it think that there is a giant fly swatter <laughs> that's trying to hit it. A magical fly swatter. Okay. That's right. right in front of it, and the fly swatter swings and hits it. Okay. And it so. receives four points of damage. Four points of radiant damage. Alrighty. Like, can well, I, not radiant. I, it's, this is, it's interposing like, between. Between it and us, okay. It's like it's like waiting, <laughs> waiting to if if it comes any closer, it'll get whacked with a ten foot high fly swatter. All right, you got it. Um, can I ask what uh, creature I hit before with the? Yeah, which one was the one that was getting? Beat, this is the one that got that got wrecked so by. We still have advantage on the next hit against it. Correct. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and mark it like this. Just as a reminder. That's a hex? No, that's guiding just bolt. advantage from the Guiding Bolt. Is it to the, the next turn? Deck. Or is it, how long does the Guiding Bolt benefit um, last? The next attack will made against this target before the end of my next turn. Okay, yeah, so it's okay, so gone. But, that, but the, this guy's looking rough, like that Peace. That bolt wrecked his world. Okay. All right, so Je now is it the end of your turn? Uh, oh, and then bonus action to hide. All right, go ahead and roll a stealth check, please. Do I get advantage because I'm wearing my cloak? You do. Better. Okay, 19. 19, got it. You, you believe you may have... 21. Actually. Okay, 21. Jester, what are you doing? I'm paralyzed. That's right, you're paralyzed. So, that's your turn. Um, <laughs> sorry. I feel like you got to work on your delivery. Of I know. I don't mean to. But, but you are no longer paralyzed now. It's the end of your turn. So that's you're like, you, you, oh, uh, just get yeah. the use of yourself back. Um, it's now their turn. Can I at least roll over at the end of my turn so nope. I'm facing up and seeing them kill me? Nope. Okay. You're still facing down. Balls. Um, <laughs> uh, this one here, it's seeing the swatter, which it was originally going to go for the paralyzed target, which was Bo, instead it's going to go ahead and go for Yasha. So it's going to try and swoop underneath it. Um, let's see here. Get it, Yasha. Swoops down. It's going to attempt to make a snatch attack against you. That is a 15 to hit. Yeah. That hits you. All right. You suffer 12 points of slashing damage, reduced to six, and I need you to make a strength saving throw. Easy. You have advantage Easy. because you're raging. She's and not. a d4 still. Yeah. Correct. She's going to be fine, guys. Shut up. Stop worrying. Ugh. 
Did not get it shrieked back. Did not get it shrieked back. Correct. Mm-hmm. Nice. Fifteen. Fifteen just hits. Yeah. Oh! So it does, it does not, it does not make it back yeah. up. It's still locked there. Yes. Let's go ahead and roll your attack. Okay. I know I do, I know. Yeah, you do notice that while while they're in the sunlight, <laughs> they're having a harder time attacking. Oh. Like, it, like even though it attacked you, it was like <laughs> having to veer its head from the sunlight. This is just a regular attack, right? Correct. Okay, so seven. Uh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Hmm? Are they undead? We don't know. Eleven points of damage. Eleven points of damage. They don't All right. This one here is going to swoop overhead. Forty. It's going to stay about twenty feet up. Say there. And it's going to shriek again. Goddamn. Scream in the area. I need everyone to make another constitution save. If you're already paralyzed, can it re paralyze you? Yeah. Double paralyzed. Double paralyzed? Yeah. <laughs> Double paralyzed. So if you beat it, it doesn't matter, it's just every time. 23. Oh, a natural 20. But you're already yes. paralyzed. Doesn't matter, no, she I just, succeed She's no longer paralyzed. Oh, hey! 21 for me, or 20 for me? Already? I'm going to roll again using my Nine, fortunes Nine, but favor. I thought you can't stack. It just means you're paralyzed until the end of your next round again. Perform. And you haven't taken But your round yet. hasn't happened. So yet. you're fine. But my round hasn't happened. Correct, so it doesn't, it doesn't do much before you at the moment. It would have fucked right. me, it won't right. fuck you. Right. I just failed right. okay, blue okay, okay. Uh, fortunes favor and failed again. So. Oh, okay, hard fuck. Sales, uh, you are paralyzed, buddy. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. You got fucked. You got fucked. Lock shit got scattered back here. Okay, there we go. So we got paralyzed there. Good stuff. And it's really good. It's so good. And this these, is like chocolate. These gluten-free, right. sugar-free donuts 18. are so good, 18. guys. 18. Look, that's all that's left of the unicorn. Is that an ear? So it's just, <laughs> just you two right there. No. Alrighty. And this one's going to use last. I'm still paralyzed, but also. Yeah. But yeah. 
the last 20 feet of its movement, it's going to swoop down and attempt to make multi-attack against you, Bo. Oh no, but she's paralyzed. Correct. It's not a critical. Which gives it advantage to hit, but it has disadvantage because it's so close to the sunlight. And it's so it's just a regular attack roll. So oh boy. one with its bite, one with its claws. Ooh. Uh, the first attack is going to be critical, twenty to hit. Yeah, it hits. It's we're so not dead. Paralyzed is not a crit if it's a melee attack. Got it. Mm. Right. Wait, paralyzed is? No. It is. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. But the light's disadvantage. Yeah. But damage is still crit. Correct. Yeah. Not 20 points of piercing damage. Weird question. Can I negate any of this with uh, with my with my stuff? Does that technically can I cancel a crit? Because she's with my stuff. Yeah. Uh, if I use a if I use a yeah you could. Oh okay. Um, what's the what's the range on it? Uh, I believe it's um where where is it? Um, sorry, I'm trying to find Definitely it. Yeah, it's it's a, um, it's a uh, 30 feet. 30 feet. Mm -hmm. She's just within 30 feet. Yeah, yeah I'm going to cancel that. that one. I know I can't do all of them, but I'll, I'll all right, cut that one Alright, so what did I just say? Down. It was 20. 20, so you take uh, instead. 10. No, 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 no. It would be 12 points of slashing damage. Okay. Hopefully that was the one to cancel. Every little bit helps. Along with eight points of necrotic damage. Okay. As the bite begins to infuse you with this terrible, cold shadow energy. Okay. And now it's going to attack you with its claw. Yep. Look. Uh, that's going to be 21. I need that radiant shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be 24 points of slashing damage. No, you're great. Long call. Nope. <laughs> okay. Plus the product, yeah, that's fair. And uh, okay, I got plan. there's third one here. So 15, 25, 30, 40, 45, 50. Uh, yeah. Swoop down here as part of it and make itself into melee with Jester. That's not allowed. Since you are prone, it has advantage on its attacks against you, but it is within the sunlight, so it has disadvantage, so it cancels out to a straight attack. Um, they are assuming you guys are easy prey now that you've been knocked off your mounts and possibly paralyzed. But I'm not paralyzed because it wore off at the end of Correct, my turn. Correct, so these won't be crit to you. Um, that first attack is going to be a 25 to hit. Okay, Please. yeah. Mm -hmm. So you take uh, 11 points of piercing damage, plus 9 points of necrotic damage. You okay there, Margie? Yeah, I'm and fine. I'm just going to barf. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 18 to hit. 18 is my armor class. That hits. So the claw attack oh, really slashes well. into you. It's just tearing into you now with its claws and its bite. You take 11 points of slashing damage. Great. No problem. That's its turn. Uh, all right. That brings us to Bo and Caleb. Bo, you're no longer paralyzed. Hey! Woo. Sweet. Caleb, you are no longer paralyzed. Hey. Sweet. All right. Oh. Ford and Caduceus in the, on deck. What are you doing, Ford? Uh, you see this like scratching and biting into both sides of you, both Beauregard and Jester just being descended upon by these shadow beasts. Yeah, I'll stand up. All right. That's an active movement there. 
and I will cast uh, Charm Monster on both of them. Ooh. Mm. On both of them. All right, what's the save? It is a wisdom uh, 17. 17, all righty. But since we've been fighting them, they have advantage on the uh, wisdom saving throw. That's right, good enough. All right. First one. <laughs> First one is a 10, it fails. Which one? The one on the over by Jester? Or by the one by Jester right there Yay. is charmed. The six and a one. Nice. The one to Beauregard. Natural one. That is an 18. Fair enough. So the, the one on Beauregard manages to resist it, but the one to your right is charmed. Beautiful. It pulls back from Jester. Yeah, and I'll just, I'll just tell it to back off. Okay. Uh, and with my bonus action, I will cast nothing. I'll stay there. Okay, that finishes your go. Caduceus, what do you do? I do did I see any of that just happen? Uh, no, you're getting up off the ground. Okay. <laughs> you uh, kind of like, like you just impacted, kind of like barely turned your head around and you now see them descending on the group. Okay, I'm you gonna, see Ford casting something, that's what you see. Okay, I'm going to try and get, can I Can I get within, uh, I'm going to get as close to that group as possible, I want to get in the center of this right. whole mess. I want, I'm, 15, I'm, so you can move one, two, three, as close as you can get to Okay, I'm going to cast Spirit Guardians. Okay, Spirit Guardians, what's the range on that? 15 feet. 15 feet, okay, so that's that gets uh, those two right there. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's 15, uh, 15 feet in every direction, so that's, um, uh, what wisdom. What yours look like? Uh, they're they little. They're little. My little little bugs and little fireflies little and little little beetles and, and cool. dragonflies and flip around. Alrighty. Uh, that's a, yeah. That's a wisdom save. Wisdom save. Yeah. Right there. Seven failure on the charmed one. Okay. And a seventeen on the one by Beauregard. What's your DC? Uh, seventeen. So yeah, it succeeds on that one. Okay. Well, that's fine because that's a all right. Uh, wisdom saving throw on fail which takes 3d8 radiant damage. So. Uh, he takes uh, 15 points of radiant damage, uh, and the other one takes that halved. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's see. How do, you, if, want to, how do you want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> um, to this one over here. It's just going to get eaten alive by little glowing radiant celestial celestial uh, um, beetles and bugs. They're just ladybugs <laughs> and just they're just going swarm carnivores. Glowing radiant beetles begin to just burrow into its shattered body. You can see as they tear and vanish on the inside. It's like looking like a like someone had placed a candle on the inside a piece of Swiss cheese where there's like dull glows from the inside of the holes around it. It shrieks and tries to fly off and it gets about 20 feet in the air arcing before it just spins and Hits the ground like one of Daenerys' dragons. I'm just gonna make eye contact. Oh. Eye contact with the other one now. Oh, oh. oh, and when he starts when he starts his turn in, in the range, it's also another attack. You got it. Mm -hmm. The other one gets blasted by it, and they're burning and burrowing into its skin. The daylight's blasting in its eye. It's starting to look frantic. Um, that Back finishes Caduceus's go. It's now the Moorbounder's turn. They're no longer paralyzed. Hey. <laughs> Top of the round, Yasha, you're up. Okay. Yeah, Yasha. Going to ass. Attack. Ooh, nice. Okay. Uh, 23. That hits. Going to roll So, first strike. Yeah. 
19 points of damage for the first attack. So now that you've like slashed it, it caused it to fall down, you follow it up with your first large swipe. The skin gorger cutting across its chest. It pulls back, almost stumbling onto its back from the sheer force of it. Both the blade and just the weight of the metal behind it kind of causing it to almost topple. Second attack? Yeah. You can still add a four. The die is so pretty, but it keeps cocking. I know. On its own because of the inner dice. It's weird. Okay, so so, or no? Eleven. Eleven misses, unfortunately. Still getting used to this weapon. The first impact, you get so cocky that you pull back with the second swing, and as you do, the creature kind of leaps back by a foot and it smashes in the ground, sending shards of rock and dirt up into the air around it, and kind of leaving this large groove in the floor in front of you. Okay. Uh, your turn? That's my turn. Alrighty. Uh, finishing off, go not just on deck. Uh, the fly swatter will strike again for six points of damage. Yeah! <laughs> Get it! <laughs> and I will stick out and shoot the same one that's engaged with Yasha. Alright, so you can that side. Mm, and I'll miss. <laughs> What'd you roll? Uh, 13. 13. Goes wide. Mm-hmm. Re- reload, shoot again. Uh, that's a 21. That does hit. Uh, and I think I still get sneak attack damage. You do because right? it is engaged with the Asha stuff. Very good. Oh, Jesus. I know, right? Wow. That's uh, gross. 24 plus 6 oh. is 30. Oh! How do you want to do that? I will just say to the creature, you're grounded! Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, it's back alive. <laughs> As you release it, shouting that, it kind of glances your direction. One of its two yellow eyes blinks out, and it kind of just falls to the ground, no longer moving. The shadow water just kind of hits a few more shots. The shadow that emanates from it begins to like dissipate and slowly fade, just leaving kind of the leathery carcass behind. Alrighty. Action bonus, and then uh, movement, I'll just clock around to the other side of the tree. All right. That's yeah. it. And Jester, you're up. Um, I sit up on the ground, so I'm just like sitting there, and I see the other one attacking bow, and I go, ah! And I guiding bolt it again at second level. Roll for attack. Oh, yeah. Yes. But. Up the butt. Oh, yeah, that's 16 plus 9. Oh, yeah. That hits, good roll damage. <laughs> <laughs> 11, 12, uh, 14 <laughs> points of 14 radiant damage. points of radiant. As it's finished, you know, slashing through Beauregard, it watches like its allies getting uh, destroyed left and right. There's the the large number of divine insects that are burning under its body, and it spins towards you as you blast it with a guiding bolt, causing part of its wing to burn. Its shoulder is now in like radiant flame. It's looking really hurt. Is that your turn? Uh, you're still on the ground, by the way. I'll stand up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> from your from your desk. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. Alrighty. Uh, finishing your turn, it's now the creature's turn. And it immediately has to roll a save. It does. Uh, natural 17 plus three. Okay, Ooh. so it saves. It only takes, uh, Ooh, that's good. yeah, that's really mean. Ooh. Uh, yeah, 17 in half, 17 points of radiant damage halved. 
Okay, so okay, 17 total. Eight points. No, well then, but then it's, but it's, so it takes 17 yeah. points of radiant damage, yeah. Yeah, it takes 17, actually, radiant points of damage just at the top of this turn. Correct. Wait, yeah. so 17, 17 was... 17 halved. Halved, yeah. right. 17. Okay. <laughs> How do you want to do this? Yeah! I, I just, I want to slowly walk over to it and just yeah, kind of but... pet it on the head. So as you're petting it, it's freaking out and it tries to fly away and it kicks off of you. No, 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 no. no and it gets on. about 10 feet before it no. spirals and slams into the ground. You watch the light beetles begin to like burn and burrow in and out of its body, like a, like a rapid fire video of a creature being decomposed by a series of insects. Quick, tend to the war vampires. I'm gonna loot the bodies. I don't actually think so. I gotta see how much gold they carry in their pouches and pockets. Roll an investigation check. That fucking face paint's bleeding into his bloodstream. 30. All right, you watch watch as Nod is plunging her arms into the wounds of these creatures and just pulling organs out. Um, You do find a cold node in the chest. Node? Um, with a 30 investigation check, sure. you find the heart of the beast. Ooh. Um, it's freezing to the touch, and do, do you pull it out? You just, you're feeling it on the inside of the body. I'm, do I have the strength to pull it out? We can find out. Do you want to try? Yeah, let's do this. All right, go ahead and make a strength check. Yeah! Natural 20. Skeletor's happened. God damn it. This is how you want a skeletor, this is how we get a skeletor. I'm not going to pull it out. I'm going to push it through. (laughs) So the creature's body is here, and there's like one wound on one side of its chest, and suddenly it kind of. (laughs) And this this black, charcoal like looking heart just slaps onto the ground next to it. Don't touch it, Mom. It's evil. Okay. <laughs> I'll go pick it up and Eat see it. what it feels like. Okay, it's freezing it. to the touch. You actually do take oh, good. two points of cold damage uh, in the process of grabbing and pushing it through. Okay. Ooh. Do we have something to put that in? Do we always have rags? Do we have anything? Glass, maybe? Yeah, wrap it in this. The heart of a gloomstalker, for whatever that may be, you can keep tabs of that you have a heart of a gloomstalker. Heart of a gloomstalker. Eyes of a physical. I help Yarnball stand up and pat her and say, I'm sorry that you're. Yarnball looks a bit shaken. <laughs> you're okay, you're okay, it's okay. You can eat some of the Gloomstalkers if you're whatever those things are. And okay, just yeah. digs into it immediately. I just, I just stay laying on my back and just sigh in disappointment and embarrassment. What's up with you? It's fucking useless. What do you mean? That was a, a group effort. Wasn't so bad. No, that was not You totally all of them. distracted one with your paralyzed yeah, body. You did good. Oh. Here. <laughs> Yasha reaches out to help you. Come on. Shit! <laughs> 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 Yasha, fuck! I mean, come on! Rest you down the sky above. <laughs> now go get, go get her. <laughs> I was just <laughs> paralyzed. Why? <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna run a prayer of healing really quickly, just as well for anybody who needs it. I need yeah. it. So that's a uh, that's a uh, oh, wow. 14 points to any 14 healing points of healing to anybody who needs it. Anybody? Uh, Everybody? Yeah, I can do up to six people, and I don't think we have six people. 
Um, actually, let's see. One, two, three, four. Are five. you including yourself? No, I'm gonna. I'll sit it out. I'm fine. Can I take seconds? Is that allowed? <laughs> <laughs> I can work on seconds if you need them. Where are you? I'm fine. I only took three points of damage. Me too. Very generous. All right, easy peasy. Where are we in relation to that tower that not pointed out? Make a perception check. Yeah. Okay. And can we get our more boundaries up? Yeah, more more banners are back up. And they're feasted, so they're happy. Oh. Oh yeah, they can eat the body. Yeah. Oh, tell them not to eat the tell them hearts. not to eat the hearts. Don't eat the heart. Why they can't understand common, I suppose. Tell, could you just tell them not to eat the hearts? Oh, can, can you guys can you leave leave the hearts for us if you know it's the cold bit in the middle that doesn't Much like doesn't in the movie Beauty and the Beast when he's like eating the bowl of, <laughs> of porridge. porridge. Yeah. There's just just I mean, gloom stalker guts around its face. We're, we're not going to be mad or anything. <laughs> we're about brain freeze. It might freeze, like, or something, yeah. yeah. And it begins to rain. The rain of the storm has hit you as a wave kind of comes past, is freezing cold. And immediately it's starting to run the black blood of these creatures to kind of slowly spill across the floor of the Badlands here. I use it to kind of wipe the blood off I'm going to give me. you another Cure oh, Wounds. Just with a Thank you. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself, uh, too. Have another eight points, just Thank to. Thank you. We're going to be miserable in this rain in about five minutes. Yeah, let's get going. 18 on that perception. 18. With the rain, it takes you a moment, and you can make out the vague bit of a dark shape, but you're unable to really know more than just Caduceus mentions something in this direction, and that's probably it, but you can't really tell what it is. I pull out the copied map again. Anything look relevant? Uh, based on the design, the large T that was on the map kind of looks like it could be representative of that shape that you're pointing at. Okay. Yeah. Also, earlier you described the like the frequency of these spires. Or like closer together, not not uniform, but a little more. Like every thousand or so feet, you'll probably come across one. Maybe every two thousand. So they're starting to become more and more mm -hmm. common. Is there still daylight? Should we keep going? Still daylight. You still have another like four hours or so. Let's keep going. Let's. Yeah. I wonder how much further until we're. Out of this place. Right, I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let whatever's left of the daylight spell run for a minute anyway before okay. canceling that anyway. Do you guys take some time to kind of take a short rest, or are you moving forward? Short rest. I think we're all healed up. Okay, yeah, okay move forward. forward. Okay. <laughs> we warlocks of those short rests. Of those short rests, man. Oh, we need to do we good as well? Yeah, if you want to take a short rest, we can. We've only got a certain amount of okay. Yeah. Daylight. If sure, you we'll just wait here while you. I mean, we've already been healing and stuff for, for okay. a little bit. So you continue your rest for an additional 30 or so minutes, which is the length of the Thank daylight spell anyway, that gives you a short rest. Anybody who wishes to, you can use some hit dice for yourself if you'd like. Um, that, does, that does impact your travel time slightly, so you do lose an hour of daylight in your journey. But completing the short rest, you mount back up to your more bounders, um, I'd say with your with your prayer of healing, you healed what was it before, right? Uh, with, with the prayer of healing, how much did you heal with that? Fourteen. Uh, yeah, like fourteen. Okay, so the more bounders are back up to full again because they also took damage from falling and impacting on the ground. Recovery to get back on my spots. You got it. Gathering your things back up onto your mounts, you continue on forward through the rain. What pace are you taking? Slow pace, normal pace, fast pace? Fast pace. Are we checking out this thing? 
What thing? The thing that I saw? Yeah. That's where we're it's, heading. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah but we'll if so, I don't know if we want to race up on it. I want to get to it before nightfall. Yeah. Yeah, Let's it, go. it's still pretty Let's far away. Because yeah, we'll get. Oh, the notion was we sleep and then maybe see it first thing in the morning, so we get as close as we possibly can before bedding down. Spook it. So you go, all right, fast pace? Okay. Yes. Apparently. Okay. Continuing on another hour, the second hour, the rain itself, now heavy sheets, soaking you all to the bone, seeping into every piece of armor and clothing you have. Um, uh, the rain is thick, it's, it's Water, but it also has like almost like a weird, very faint, oily residue to it. Yeah. Like whatever, like not just water was carried up this precipitation. Um, you've known this you know, slick rain comes through occasionally in this area, uh, pulling up some of the various uh, nasty chemicals and, and oily remnants of the battlefields of Jorhas. Doesn't have an odor, does it? Uh, make a medicine trick. Are we walking through kerosene? Is this right Chernobyl now? happening right yeah. now? <laughs> Seven. It has an odor, but you're unable to really recognize what it is. It's very, very faint. Very, very faint. Um, you're not worried. But it's just different than the rain you've experienced so far in Drawhouse. You continue forward for a second hour. In keeping a view, you can definitely now start making the shape of this looming object that was on the horizon. When you first spotted it by the tortoise shell. See, I told you it's like a big square dick. Mm, yeah. I think you said that before. I'm pretty sure this is the first time you've mentioned any. Uh, Just like I, I said. I feel like you said it. <laughs> so, the size is hard to gauge through the storm, but you're now certain that it is indeed a tree. Oh. Oh. It is a tree. We're home. Though the scale is staggering. Probably stands somewhere between four to 500 feet tall. Oh. Whoa. Uh, with a lush, Leafed canopy uh, that defies the nature of these desolate barrens. Yeah. It's just one single tree. One single massive tree in the middle of nowhere. It's the wild mother. What? Oh, of course. What, what do you mean? I mean, what does what mean? That is the wild mother? The wild mother is a tree? Well, wild mother's a lot of things. If anyone here is. Religion, uh, proficient with religion, go ahead and make a check for me. You once told me that the people in my village might like the wild mother. Seven. Uh, not proficient. I've never heard of this. How far away am I? I'm not proficient. No, proficient. Wild mother, you've, you've, you know of the wild mother, but you haven't done any extensive study, unfortunately, mainly due to the fact that she's not really. Out loud. loud in the Empire. How far away are we from it? Um, make a survival check. That was almost cool. Nine. Nine. You're not sure. It's not doing it's, that. It's hard to gauge. Like it's it's so big at this distance that you're like, either that's really close or it's bigger than you think, and it's much further. And either way, your brain kind of breaks a bit at the at the prospect. The, the, Probably the water. The, the uh, distance is a little odd with the storm blowing through, and now you're starting to see like arcs of lightning in the distance as the storm is coming through. You're getting any kind of feeling from this? Well, I mean, yeah. Look at that. A good one though, or a bad one? That's nothing but a good feeling. Look at that. 
What about you, Yasha? The lightning hit the person. What I have heard. <laughs> no! Fuck! <laughs> you got your chocolate in my peanut butter! The man sacrificed. It's nothing but good food. Have you seen that? What I have, what I have heard about this, this massive no. tree. I, You've not, not traveled this far north. I've never heard of this. I mean, I've obviously never traveled this far north. But um, I've. This is. I've never seen anything like this before. What time of day is it? Uh, at this point, it's maybe three o'clock in the afternoon. We'll be looking at dusks beginning in the next couple hours. Mm-hmm. Like it. Should we keep going towards the tree? Yeah. Yeah. I want to see Trees the dusks. That's grand. Oh, I bet a lot can. of things are attracted to the tree, though. Mm-hmm. Or maybe things are scared of the tree. No. Like they're scared of the sunlight. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's got to be people there. This feels like something slightly civilized, right? I think this looks like the exact opposite of civilized. Let's go find out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so yeah. moving fast paced towards it. Fast paced. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. You guys rushing through the rain, pelting your face, stinging due to the speed you're traveling and the wind and arc of it. It's your face is starting to go numb from both the temperature and the continuous impact. Can we keep a crap eye out for like any tortoise shells oh, yeah. or anything yeah. else? That Go ahead and make a reception check with disadvantage. What about I any, will join you in that. Any right. scouts? Any people? Uh, that's kind of what this is a general like watch as they go ahead. Hi. I'm gonna put on my disadvantage. Mask to 18 block with water. disadvantage. Okay. 17 to 16. Nice. 11 disadvantage. Um, you rolled a natural 20, I know. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. It's the rain. Nine. <clears throat> All right, so you keep an eye out. It's really hard to see with with the rain and the movement and kind of being distracted by the continuous stinging of the storm in your face. Uh, not you go ahead and cover the front of your your face best you can to kind of help keep that at bay. Uh, you keep an eye out there. Um, you guys travel for the an hour, a second hour, and the shape's getting larger and larger and closer. Uh, eventually, you can see the light source behind the trees begin to dim further. And further signifying that sunset is coming in. Before it gets dark, those things come out. Ford, kind of looking back, glancing on your area, you don't notice any tortoise shells. You pass by one of the spires and kind of glance up at the top, and you see it's like dark and shadowed towards the peak. And right as you guys ride by at a fast pace, which is not a stealthy pace, you watch as the shadows kind of unfold as a cluster of two, three, four. Five gloom stalkers oh. have taken notice of your pace, and they all begin to all detach from the spire and begin to kind of swarm behind you as you're traveling forward. How far away from the tree? How far, far, how far away are, are they from us? Uh, they're about 150 feet behind you, so at a full fast pace, you guys will be keeping pace. I look at the, like, the map again. Are there any dots marked that feel like they could be nearby? On no, on the, on the scale of the map, it was a very, very simple map, and it seemed to be like the entirety of the barbed fields. So right now, the only thing is the T. As long okay. as we don't stop, they won't catch us. Okay. Can we cast the, the dome while we're moving? Nope. No. No. Mobile home. <laughs> Time and quiet for that. How about this? How about me and Caleb Jump off! You guys keep riding. Nope. We'll terrible cast. Idea. You lead them all around for ten minutes. Nope. That's this not <laughs> terrible <laughs> idea. They won't see us. They won't see us. Over the way and we're like, shut up, not just ride. <laughs> we're gonna jump off and stay here. Just keep 
riding. All right. You can actually hear both between the, the rain and the recent realization of these creatures in the conversation. Uh, yarn balls kind of like. Oh, no. And it seemed to be a little bit freaked out from what had transpired in the previous oh, no. battle. I don't think they've ever been thrown at full speed from paralyzation. Uh, make an animal handling check for me. No, with advantage? <laughs> no. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, God! Oh, God, it was smooth. It went anywhere. It went everywhere. That was so much to watch. So much. It was like the wheel. Seven. Price is right. Seven. Yeah. All right. So as you guys are moving forward, Yarn Ball starting to split off a bit no. and trying to ju- is now overtaken oh, no. by the primal instinct to preserve himself. And so the group is moving forward. Yarn Ball starting to peel off. Like having a hard time. Yarn Ball. Yarn Ball. Come on. We need you. We, we need you, buddy. Come on. Just moving. Moving. <laughs> what is your oh. fucking animal oh, doing? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna cast. Um, let's see if I can do this. Hellish Rebuke! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cast Command on Yarn Ball. Okay, what's the uh, will save on that? Is it Wisdom? Yeah, it's Wisdom, 17. 17. Uh, no, that is a straight 12. What do you command Yarn Ball? Stay with the group, Yarn Ball! Corrects and begins to move Ooh, back towards the group. Slick. Good boy. <laughs> Merging with the group and everyone back together again, Yarnball seems to shake off the momentary fear, and you guys are still moving. Nice. Looking back behind you, you can see now all five of them kind of like swarming between each other, and occasionally. <laughs> you can see kind of the uh, like almost like yellow trails from where their eyes are moving against the darker, ever-growing, darkened shadow of the clouds above you and the coming evening sky. Another flash of blue lightning a little closer nearby. The thunder is getting closer to the flash. Any shelter, any shelter. You continue to move. Yeah. Another 30 minutes or so, pushing close to the trees now, becoming this, this massive, massive shape, but the there's no light source. Tree. So the tree is now just becoming this large, slowly converting into this giant shadow that you're approaching. Um, occasionally, with other flashes of light, you can see kind of the bright blue and white outline of it and the immediate flash reflection of the lightning before it goes dark once more. And what was once kind of a welcoming tree is now starting to look more and more ominous the closer you get to it. And you can now see your Morbounders starting to get a little tired. Their pace is starting to, oh, no. to not slacken yet, but you can hear the breathing. <laughs> Yasha, you think that god of yours could give us a hand? You know, I can try. I have an idea. I'll uh, uh, uh no, never mind. I gotta save it. Come on, I don't have two to spell slots. No, I don't wanna save nothing. I uh, I'm gonna hold my. <laughs> Why am I thinking? I think of the word my symbol? my symbol. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, I'm gonna I hold my him. symbol and I'm gonna just uh, uh hey. Stormlord, uh, we could use a little help right now. I don't know if this is how this works, but if you want to show up and you know use your lightning <laughs> to uh, kill these things, we would just greatly appreciate it. But you know, if not, uh, we can kill them. But you know, either way, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keep writing. 
<clears throat> As we're trucking, I, I, I'll have my eyes roll back and I'll say, and I'll summon a greater demon Whoa. right behind us as we're hauling ass and just what? tell him to fucking make a big fucking racket. Yes. Okay. What? Yes. You hear the horrible curling voice of some demonic language spill forth from Ford's mouth. His eyes kind of go dark momentarily. And then behind you, there's a flash of purple as this series of arcane lines draw across this open gate. And from billowing black purple smoke, you watch the massive demonic grill like shape of a Bulgara <laughs> slamming into the ground and scream up to the sky. You now watch as. Oh, it's cocked. Cocked. That's a cock. That's cack. Four of the five of them notice it Whoa. and sh- swoop down towards it with one more that's still barreling towards the rest of you. Alright, yes. Uh, as that happens, you guys continue your pace, and you hear behind you shrieking, tearing, roaring, screaming this, oh this absolute fray to the point where you can yes. no longer see the creatures, you can no longer see the Balgora. The fights begin to dissipate in sound, and now there's just the one. How far away is it from us now? Uh, I'd say it's it's still about I think 175 to 200 feet away. Okay. I'm giving not the gift of alacrity and readying the drift globe in my hand. Okay. I'm readying um, guiding bolt for if it gets close. And a sacred flame. Okay. I ready my middle finger. Right. Yeah, the worst of them all. Yeah. The shape of the tree, the shape of the tree is getting closer and closer and closer. Uh, you can start to, to get a sense of scope and size. You now have a definitive idea from where, like, you can see detail on the, the massive roots that kind of pour out from its base and dig deeply into the broken badlands that surrounds it. Uh, you can hear the, the heavy bleeding of the wings, uh, the rain smashing all around you, and the Morbounders are now getting tired and they're starting to slow. <laughs> the pace begins to draw back. Slower. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slower. just try and cast just to just to help them out a little bit. I'm just gonna do a um, I'm gonna do a, uh, a healing. Uh, uh, where is it? Healing word. Mass healing uh, word. Mass healing word. Yeah. It's a fourth level. Okay, go for it. On who? Yeah. On the more. On the more. On the more bounders. Okay. You you heal whatever wounds they may have had, but it does not it does, it, not, does not get rid of any exhaustion, unfortunately. Uh-huh. So they're still slowing. The single gloomstalker starting to catch up. As soon as it's within 120 feet. Which is not very long. Go for it. Roll an attack. I'm doing this at third level. Mm-hmm. Correct. You also are at a disadvantage on this attack because of the heavy rain have given it. Actually, no, sorry. It, it, it just has a, uh, a bonus to its armor class plus two. So, okay. regular attack. We're in the dark. It's, it's almost pitch black now. Like, it's it, there's a little bit of fading light. Um, 17. 17? Its AC is 15 plus two, because that's a 17, it hits exactly. Oh. So I hit it or I don't you hit do it? Hit no, you, you just hit it. Yeah. All right, so that's Radiant the fuck up. 66. 66. 66! Oh, wow. 12, 16, 18, holy shit, 22, 20. Oh, yeah, you're right. Is it 26? 26 points of radiant damage. All right. Uh, as it's swooping towards you, you watch as you're all riding. The Morbenders are slowing, getting sluggish. There's kind of a general sense of like, all right, what's happening next? As soon as you so you have that thought, this bright, vibrant bolt of divine energy just blasts forth, 
Oh. It is a pink radiant <laughs> bolt of energy that flies straight backwards, and you watch it burst in this small blast wave, this kind of echoing sphere of energy that explodes out from the impact in this Gloomstalker. Its body is now completely surrounded in burning pink divine energy, and it's flapping and freaking out, and it is horribly hurt in one hit. Yes. It immediately spins around and begins to make I its like way back nice. into the rain behind you. Bugging out, bugging out. Hank! With that, the Moorbounder's pace is slowed, but they're still moving at half speed. About the 30 minutes past dusk, the night has come. You approach probably about 100 feet from where the tree begins. 100 feet? We're that close? Let's go check it out. In the dark? We have light spells. I have this. I can't see anything. Cast the pretty thin, but I do. Don't don't waste it, Caduceus. I have this. All right. I have a feeling there's going to be people here, man. Or, uh, yeah, if we're or lucky. Or bad guys, yeah. You don't have a landmark this big in the middle of nowhere, and it doesn't attract everyone else in the vicinity. Is it about five or six in the like afternoon, seven, later? Flame. At this point, I'd say it's cl- closer to eight o'clock. Like it may be time to, <laughs> might be good yeah. to have a place to rest regardless. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah, but I can't see, and I'm worried to light this up and draw other things to us. Does anyone have a? Oh. Put on my goggles. I can make it real dark around you. What do you, you want? I light? need to be able to read. Oh, yeah, I have but a torch. We have torches. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have. A, I can. I can just. I'm going to do a very basic uh, light spell. Do if you, you want to borrow my goggles before I hang up? Before you do that, you want to just borrow oh, my goggles? It's been so long. I put uh, under a rag a little um, globule of light, mm-hmm. and let that float just above my book on the ground and start. Spending the uh, next ten minutes to okay. The rag the is hunt. immediately soaked from the rain. Mm-hmm. You pull open the book. The your book has been treated. It's, it's fine spell pages meant to resist, you know, water. Um, and so you begin to go through and recite. And then what are you casting? Oh, uh, Liamman's tiny hut. All right. You wait about ten minutes or so. Should I go scout while we're waiting? Should I go scout no. ahead? It's a hundred feet. I can just turn invisible, look around for a while. She said no. Jesus. But I'm asking again. (laughs) (laughs) Invisible. (laughs) Without getting the response not wanted, she vanishes from sight and disappears. Oh man! So Michi just heard like screaming or something. Okay. So while you're in the process of casting your spell, not you. Gone from sight, begin to slowly, quietly make your way towards this ominous, solitary tree in the center of the barb fields. He said the ominous. And that's when you go ahead and oh, take our break. Uh, do you think I should go invisible? No. <laughs> yep, that's, uh, that's par for the course there. All right, we have our giveaway for the Wormwood. Oh, this is the. Uh, this is the Bolivian Rosewood tabletop Ooh. dice tray here. That is pretty leather interior from our friends at Wormwood. Uh, this will be going to one lucky winner. To enter this during the break, enter into the chat today's code, which is danger. Put the word danger into the chat once, more than once, and you will be uh, disqualified, unfortunately. Once again, US and Canada only, so they go back because of stupid laws. Um, Don't forget, also coming up in the second half of the show, part two of the D&D Beyond ad, which is about 25 minutes of uh, interpretive dance. It's based on Aeschylus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. 
So look forward to that. But yeah, we'll see you guys back here in a few minutes. Danger zone! Why, hello there. This is Critical Role's resident art dad, also known as Liam O'Brien. We are continuously amazed at the artwork this community creates. That's why each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, we share a curated gallery of submitted fan art over on CritRoll.com. If you'd like to submit your art for consideration, visit CritRoll.com submit. And thank you to all of the incredible artists who share their talents with us week after week. And welcome back. Slow on the draw, yeah, right. Liam O'Brien. Always on purpose. So, before we get into the game, we have our winner for tonight's giveaway. The winner is Linali. L-I-H-N-A-L-I. Linali. Congratulations. Linali! We'll go ahead and get your uh, Wormwood dice box to you, AZ. Also, also, Matt, before we start the no. second half of the God, show, no. In honor of Liam and Laura's birthday, I brought you all presents. Oh. Well, Certainly not something that we want to use during the show tonight, but I brought everybody a can of Silly String oh. just to have. Yeah, no reason. Just to have. Oh my god. Even you, Matt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get it. Come, come closer. Come closer. <laughs> just, just in case. Yeah. We should, we should not use this tonight. You are though. such an agent of chaos. <laughs> I respect it just, that. It's like the worst to clean up. Yeah. It's the worst. Oh, that's a bottle of tea. Great. <laughs> I'm going to prepare it. for the environment, yeah. though. We won't use it, though. But it's to honor sure. Liam and Laura. Mm. <laughs> My God. Just. Scowled from around the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't see it, we felt it. Yeah. On our backs. Should we put money on who uses it first? Travis. That is so unfair. Whoever uses it first yeah. loses the death save on the rafters. Don't get in the panels. And smart money. Or in the cams, or in the rafters, or in the grid. Ceiling! So. I remember when you were fun. <laughs> <laughs> This is what responsibility has done to me. Oh. Not. Oh. oh, that's right, I'm invisible. Yes, you are. So, you approach slowly, quietly. Roll a stealth check for me, please, with advantage. Let's take that one. 26. 26, okay. Just over here jerking it, it's fine. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> This is going to be so gifable. <laughs> that's how it sounds. Yeah, with the right piercing, I guess. Um, anyway, <laughs> the first to fire loses a character. Um, <laughs> as you quietly approach the base of this tree, you look out at the peripheral of your dark vision. You begin to see these massive roots that are just dug and intertwined within the broken red clay earth around it. Um, but where the roots break in, you can see grass, green, unnaturally healthy, seems to exist in a proximity about five or ten feet around the base of these roots. The roots themselves kind of curl and pile over each other and knot and eventually pull up towards this massive, looming natural structure. Any people moving or creatures? Make a perception check. Okay. Really good at those. Hey, 15. 15. 
and I glance up, and immediately you see what looks to be a dozen or so tiny creatures that just kind of like are climbing up the sides of the tree, maybe about a foot across, um, and just clung to the side of it. And is there a hollowed out center? Is there a way to get like into the tree, through the tree? Uh, from, where, tree. from where you're standing right now, it looks like it's a pretty solid mass of tree. How about, uh, I'm going to go over to the grass and just inspect around some of the roots to see if there's like some some holes that burrow down under. Make an investigation check. Uh, 17. 17. Uh, taking some time, kind of looking and peeking through, most of it seems pretty solid and, and clutched. You get a little ways around the eastern, the southeastern side of it, and you can see a portion of the roots kind of fold inward to a small alcove, maybe about five feet on one side and ten on the other. It's just a little, little inlet to the uh, the trees' roots themselves, but there's no like a knot hole that you can climb into or anything. So. That's like an indentation or a hole down under the ground. It's a portion where the roots kind of leave an opening, like like a like a shallow cave on the inside of it. But that's that's the extent of what you can find. I'll go over and just look in there. Okay. You glance and look inside. It appears that there is a cluster of stones set there, um, in a like a circle, like a fire circle, but it's been long burned out. Has it been ten minutes yet? I'd say at this point it'd be about ten minutes. All right, I'll, I'll head back stealthily. Okay. You complete your spell. The dome <laughs> apparates around you, and you feel protected. What is still opaque and well, what color? Um, are we? Where did we stop? Hundred feet away from the tree. Approximately. So the same color as the the earth beneath it. Okay, so like a like a, a ruddy brown red color. Yes, that. Okay. The rest of you, are you doing anything now that uh, the the hut has apparated? Keeping a general look at how how far away are we from the from the tree at this point? Uh, you're about hundred feet. Still, yeah, no no sign of people or scouts. Uh, scouts, nothing. Darkening in the rain. Darkening in the darkening rain. It's in the rain. It's hard to see much beyond maybe about you know. 60 or so feet detail-wise, you can make out the tree and where it is, and especially with the flashes of lightning far off giving a little bit of a, a framing to it. Just get inside the dome and hunker yeah. down. Okay. It's nice, because the rain's like hitting the top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like being so. in a car wash. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll take first watch, but I'm going to run commute, I think, before I go to sleep. Okay. I, re- I come back and report. Okay. Oh, yes. you lived? I'm here. There was little creatures, like squirrely sort of things in the tree, and then roots, Aww. and then there's this one little cave sort of space that someone has been in. But I, I, didn't, I didn't venture in too much. Should I go back? Just yes. Check it out? Yes? Yep. Mm. What do we wait for? I'm trying to use reverse psychology. Yeah. I'm going to put um, in the middle of the room the um, the rod that I found in um, that we found in the the magic ball. 
in that little alcove, right? That was for warming. It was like a little warming rod. Right, yes. I'm going to put that in the middle, just so oh, it keeps it a little okay. warmer. It just heats up the dome on the inside. Yeah. Like a space heater. Yeah. You got it. Space heater. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Not now. I've watched Chernobyl. No. Um, all right. Uh, as you're setting up the space, you do notice uh, the floor here. It is the same kind of brown, red, but you look amongst it, and there's Dr- like crumpled dry grass, like grass that has died. In the dome. In the dome on the floor and around you as well. As you've taken time to kind of take in your area around you, now that you have it lit within the dome, you notice that there's just like a bed of crumpled dry grass. But we're not seeing it like in action, dying. It. it it's been dead. It's been dead. It's been dead, and it's wet somewhat from the rain that has fallen. Correct. Okay. Can we see how far it stretches this <clears throat> patch of dead grass? I mean, it fills the, the the floor of the dome you're in. Just the dome? It's oh, no, you look, it's you look past it's it, everywhere. and it's, yeah. it's everywhere in the vicinity. The dome is, is lit There's up on the inside, the so we're seeing it at night and for dead, the first time. Dead grass Beyond further. the tree. All right. Hey, it's like the tree is sucking up everything within the region and using it for itself. Or it's, oh, pretty cool. or it's hanging on and trying to beat back whatever It's a is. vampire tree! <laughs> Does this look familiar to what your garden was going through? I mean, it, it kind of does. I mean, I don't know. I have to think. Oh. Can you heal some of this grass? It's dead. Well, no, I mean, can't you, you're like a Clara, can't you like make it grow again? I pet the grass. Are we grass right now? Well, yeah. Oh, heal grass, you can do it. That was good. <laughs> uh, doesn't work that way, but. Uh... I spit on it. <laughs> it just needs a little water. <laughs> Already pretty damp from the rain. No, oh, it was but already it's now damp. Now extra damp. Can I scoop into the ground a little bit and just see what's underneath the topsoil? Yeah, sure. You dig into it, and you can see there there are dried roots for the grass uh, having set there. Yep. Um, but it is damp. As you pull up the the roots, the roots look healthy. Hmm. Recently dead grass. Mm. It looks recent. Um, What's yeah. that about? I may sit and take my questions at some point. Okay, so you're going ahead and cast commune. Mm. All righty. Let me go ahead and bring this up here. Anyone we need to send messages to? Three yes or no. We still haven't contacted the Bright Queen to tell her where we are, what we're doing. Yeah, but everybody said not to do that. Yeah, maybe if you ask the same question again, they'll give you a different answer. (laughs) (laughs) So, it only takes a minute for you to cast it, so Mm -hmm. we're having this conversation, you sit down within the dome, close your eyes, focus, and as your consciousness kind of expands beyond your physical body, you feel the warmth of the land around you. Uh, the heat of the day, the winds, and the cold of the storm, all at once. Kind of experiencing the fields and beyond in one condensed, rapid instant. Um, then you feel the comfortable embrace of a familiar presence, warm, encompassing. What would you like to ask? It's a 
Is this place yours? The images and emotions come to you. It's less, when, when you communicate, it's less words mm. directly, and it's more a series of emotions and images that you interpret as words and phrases. And it comes to a, uh, an agreement, a uh, acknowledgement today. Yes, it is mine. My last and final seat. How new is the threat? I suppose I would say, um, is this one season? What's the thing that's beaten you back? The land remains scarred. It has since we all stepped away. Am I here to fix this? It's too big to fix. Your path is your own. I don't like that answer one bit. All right. I will quietly come out of my out of my uh, 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 trance and uh, yeah, I've got nothing to say to that. Okay. I'm gonna send a message to Essek. All right. Quick question. <laughs> Do you know anything about the big tree growing in the barn fields? It's really big. Have you heard about it? What's it do? Why is it here? <laughs> you have made it to the Arbor Exemplar. That is impressive. It is also very deep in dangerous terrain. You're doing me proud. And that's it. Ooh. Have any of you heard about the Arbor Exemplar? Of course, Caleb probably has an ex extensive reading, right, Caleb? Unfortunately, through the religion checks you guys made previously, none of you have any idea. I didn't make one earlier. But it was but for I people with proficiency. I am proficient. Well, I asked about that earlier. If no. But I didn't do it earlier, because I wasn't really part of it. <laughs> then go ahead and roll it. <laughs> Oh, high five. Uh, 24. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. So, uh, Beauregard hears this. Oh, yeah. You totally recall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I read about that shit. That's where we are. We're at the Arbor Exemplar. So, oh. fo following, following the final confrontation <laughs> and the banishing of the Betrayer Gods uh, towards the end of the Calamity and the following divergence before all of the prime deities left Exandria. To go beyond and construct the divine gate, uh, the Wild Mother buried this seed within the most desolate land at the time to leave behind a a beacon of life and hope and a place in which absolute destruction at that time reigned. This is what the Barbed Fields looks like now. Imagine what it would have looked like at the end of those battles. And so this is considered the sister tree to the seed of rebirth, which is the tree that resides in the center of the birth heart of Asselheim. Oh, oh shit, sister tree! Sister tree! That's growing okay. a monster underneath it in a box mm. of ash. You read my fucking notes. 
So, uh, I say all of that. <laughs> wow, this is a special tree. What's a Vasselheim? Oh, it's another city, kind of in another continent. What? What's Far a away. continent? Um, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Sam, take the hood down so you don't die of heat stroke, please. I mean, you're sweating. You're so lost. So take the hood fever down. dream. No, don't. <laughs> No, take it. Reverse You look like you're in a in Johnny. A song. Johnny, put the cup down. <laughs> take it down. Oh, take the hood down. Don't you spray take me. Take it down. Don't you spray me. Take that hood so down. Don't spray me too. All right, I'll take the hood down. Okay. Well, compromise. Back restarted. Uh, All right. That's cool. So. You can still hear the rain pouring on the outside of the dome, smacking against the arcane force field that keeps you protected for the evening. Um, what would you guys like to do before bedding down? Should we scry on, scry on the guy we're chasing? Oh yeah, yeah. Has it been a while? He saved against it before, right? Yeah. Try it again. Okay. If yeah. They yeah. Saved? Do they know what we were scrying? No. Okay, I can try. Okay, you're turning to, to scry on the dark elf that you were attempting yeah, to yeah, follow. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Oban, is that his name? Yeah. Oban was what you heard from the yeah. corpse of the hump problem. I'm gonna scry on him. Wanna use his name just to freak him out? There's a natural no six. So yeah, yes. Oh, well, you're not talking to him, no, you're scrying. No, I'm scrying. All right. So, here in the rainy night, you concentrate, and for a moment you're having a hard time grasping onto the thread of this individual. Something, something seems unfocused, and then you have the familiar billowing of green robes and hands reach out and clasp your fingers together and kind of show you, like a, like a teacher correcting your posture. And as the hood looms to your left side, you see the smile on the traveler's face, and he says, just like I talked to you. With that, you're off and thrust through the rain and the storm at an impossible speed before you readjust once more. The rain all around you, you can sense the cold and the wetness. It's strange because you're not wet, you're not present, but you feel like you should, and instinctually, your body is going through the physical motions, but you're dry and you can feel it where you're sitting. What you do see, however, is a very darkened uh, rock surface of the base of a mountain. You occasionally see flashes of light from nearby bolts over this 10-minute period that help kind of make out shapes. But you see this figure wrapped in the same clothing as when they escaped Rosona. They're no longer on horseback. Instead, he walks among strong, the, the strong buffeting winds that are tossing mud and muck past him, the rain blasting down on the shoulders and head. He's feeling across the surface of the mountain, like fingers and hands kind of just pouring across it, feeling the nooks and crannies, slowly inspecting and carefully just scanning with his hands along the rock. You can see 
what you assume to be, based on the dark stone here and the north direction you're passing, to be the base of the Penumbra Range mm. mountains that kind of curve across the top of the barbed fields and encompass most of the eastern side of Jorhas. He's searching. He's searching, and then he stops. Can I see what his fingers are doing? Make a perception check. Come on, come on, Jesse. Come on, Jesse. Billy. Uh, 13. 13. It's hard to make out the details, but it seems like he's, his body shifts like he's found something. Something has changed. The body kind of tenses, and he stops his slow, gradual drifting across the mountain base. He takes a step back and reaches into the pack and pulls out something. It's a small stone crest of some kind. He puts it back in his pouch and they continue searching. Apparently not, didn't quite discover what he thought he did. Can I see any um, noticeable like features in the landscape? Anything that sticks out that would make me Unfortunately, know? Unfortunately, the, the scrying is centered around the figure and what you can see is just what's directly around, plus the lack of true light. Uh, in the middle of the rainstorm, it's a tough space to make out any sort of details of the vicinity. But what you do make out is, based on the fact that he's not directly on a cliff or mountainside, there is kind of a gradual curve, and there is the familiar mud and dirt of the barbed fields around his feet as he moves. This is near the base of the mountain. Okay. That's but as it's much raining as you can where discern. he is too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same story. About ten minutes of watching this transpire. And he looks the same as he did before. Yeah. As best as you can tell, yeah. Oh, That's the song I sing to Ronan every night when he goes to sleep. The whole thing? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ten minutes transpire. Same moments, occasionally stopping and feeling and continuing. And shh, you're pulled back into yourself within the dome. What song do you sing, Travis? He was looking for <laughs> a. A, a secret passage or something in the base of the mountains. The rain was still on him, so he, he's not that far ahead of us, or, or maybe the storm is that big, I'm not sure. But he was like searching around, and then he pulled out like what looked like a crest, so I'm thinking that's probably what he bought oh from God. that guy. And then, um, and I didn't see him open the door or anything. But he's but close enough that we might be wishing on the same bright star? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> if we are to get closer, are you able to track him by that crest as well? I mean, I could, I saw it. <coughs> Did I see it enough to be able to locate the object on that crest that I saw him pull out? Uh, possibly, yeah. I mean, you didn't get all the details of it, but you saw what it I looked like, so you have, you have a strong enough idea of the air with like an okay object, so. you could probably find that crest. What was he doing with the crest? I, I feel like, I don't know if if it was like a key, maybe or something. Like, it would have gone in a in a knot in the in the woods in the in the mountain, or if maybe it had like a code on it or something. I I don't know. Press my map. Press my map. But I could see, you know, what looked like the barbed fields right behind him. 
I was searching for something in just in random rocks. It wasn't in yeah, boxes was, or anything. No, no, no. He was like walking along the mountain range and and feeling along the rocks. Do you think it was an entrance he was looking yeah, for? Yeah, that's what I mean. He was looking for like a door or something. All right. That's good. Yeah. Maybe. Was he alone? No troops with him? I didn't see anyone. Okay. Well, that's not really how it works. You don't really see what's around, you just see what's happening. If that's the case, he headed hmm. east. He, he didn't head, hmm? unless it's that kind of cluster. North is the water, so. What? Endless mountains. It would be hard to know if he disappears into them where he went in. Mm-hmm. We we know we we know, we know that he. How do we know they went to Bozozo? Bozozon? Bozozan? Barbazan? Modeling school. Bozozan was mentioned in the conversation <laughs> with the Dragonborn when it was acquired. The Dragonborn was like, "Nope, I don't want anything to do with Bozozan." Got it. That you overheard them saying that. That's right. I knew that. <laughs> but. Okay, but we're not, we're not sure if that's their base of operations Your or that's where... Your makeup is like so shiny. It's like... Do I need some powder? It's like distracting. You need to take that hood off. It's the rain. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to haunt me tonight. Take that off. It looks like your skin is gasping for air. <laughs> no, I'm wearing the same makeup that the original Tin Man wore in Wizard of Oz. Exactly what reminds me of. Blood-based? Good. Yeah. Slightly Fun. deadly? Yeah. Give me fart. <laughs> Hospitalized you for six months? Um, cool. All right. Well. But we don't know if that's where he was going or if that's where his base of operations is, so we should keep heading that way mm-hmm. until we learn more. Good night. Good night. All right. You guys are, you guys are bedding down for the evening or taking watches, or are you all just going full of straight sleep? I'll take the watch. I'll do one with Kay. All right. You guys take first watch, rest of you go to sleep. Go ahead and roll perception checks, please. Thirteen. Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen, okay. Keeping an eye out, nothing draws too close to the vicinity. You do notice, over the, the period of you guys watch, though, tiny little beads of green begin to kind of push up from the ground within the dome. You glance huh. in and look, and there's, by the end of your watch, about an inch or so of fresh grass growing. So what is this dome shielding the grass Mad, from? Mad, doesn't it shield from magic effects? Uh, nothing can get in or out, yeah, just us, but. So there's some magic effect that's sort of emanating from this place. From Well, no, from, maybe just from the, the this was a battlefield, right? Yeah. Maybe from the battlefield. Yeah, but this dome protects from what's above, not from what's below, so something Around, you know, it's not the ground itself. I don't think. If if the dome is having an effect, could be those big spikies. Maybe. I have a lot of questions about those. I don't know if you noticed, but they're getting closer together. It reminds me, you know, when I throw a, a ball of fire and it hits the ground, and the scorch marks left get fainter and fainter out from the center. I'm wondering if we are heading toward the uh, heart of uh, some sort of Ancient explosion or eruption? Yeah, could be a coincidence. Don't know. Oof. How are you feeling about all this? I'm feeling okay. It's nice to be 
out on a real mission with you guys again. Have you thought any more about your boy? Of course, but we haven't. Maybe I should tell Chester to check in with Shakasta. I think we still have a couple days before he's meant to arrive. I don't want to just. I can't really send a message to him because he he won't much understand. Jester, I love her, but she's really bad at sending messages. I don't know, she might say something awful that just scars my son for life. So I just, I'm reluctant to have her send him a message. You know what I mean? She could say just something like, ah, oh, everything's fine, your mother was eaten by a goblin, or I don't know, you I don't could, know what she'll say, she's crazy. For, for, for your son or Shakasta, you could try to work out some talking points in advance. That's Maybe. a good idea. That's a good idea. Write them down yeah. for both of you okay. to look at, you know? I'll think about that. Like a script. A script. Good thinking. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Good. Uh, I don't feel too strong about how things went back in uh, the city, but uh, actually, I'm, I'm kind of losing faith here. I mean, we're, we're heading, how are we going to find this person? Well, I mean, Jester can see him. Yeah. Jester can talk to him. Yeah. I seem to have the favor of a couple of gods. Maybe Yasha's god will come through in a pinch. That seems a little nebulous to me. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it'll come to us while we're sleeping. Maybe. Uh, Do you want my vulture? Tonight? Yes, please. Okay. Oh, God! (laughs) Jesus! That thing's scary. (laughs) Shit! Flaps for the roosts, <laughs> not shoulder. No, no. It hurts. <laughs> it's as big as me. <laughs> does that thing that cats do? It just does biscuits. Razor Eventually, eventually eases out and just leans there you go. against the Takes my bird tonight. <laughs> Caduceus. In your comfortable night's sleep, sometimes you dream. Sometimes you don't. And tonight begins as a dreamless night. But then colors begin to come through your mind. That warm presence returns. And you can sense the gaze of the wild mother Melora turned bent towards you. Hoping to bring some clarity to those blurred colors before you. As the vision slowly comes into focus and crystallizes, you see an image of snow and ice-capped mountains bordering an endless desert of white glass beads glistening against the sun of an open blue sky. You see within those mountains a monstrous peak where no, slow, no snow lives, and a black cloud drifting lazily out from its apex. And then you look towards the belly of this mountain, bubbling, roiling molten rock, settled within 
an iron pool, atop of which sits a black iron anvil. Your vision clarifies further on the surface of this molten rock, just ever so slightly shifting. You can see the orange and yellow and red glows against darkened black, cooled crust on the top. And you watch as grains of greenish glass-like sand tumble under the surface and steam and hiss and merge and grow into shards of newly formed purple-like crystal. Your vision blurs again, and you start to lose focus and drift away, and her presence comes back and guides you. Like a warm breeze at your back, it kind of prevents you from being buffeted off course and back towards a specific direction. Your vision begins to slowly crystallize back into focus, and as it does, the colors are different. You have visions of a, a mammoth ravine of gray and dark rock carved into the earth. It's steeped in shadow, and along its southernmost base, you see a rudimentary city rising. Below and beyond that, you see a shore, a beautiful, untouched shore with beaches and tumultuous surf. Your vision focuses even further, and you can see the nearby jungles along this coast. Within this dense jungle, there is an oasis, a lake sitting solitary amongst the tangled trees and vines. You see beasts called to drink at it. And along its edge, where the red earth and rock forms a cavern, the cavern twists and winds where you can see thick, heavy veins of gold spiraling down like frozen bolts of lightning built into the rock before it reveals a temple. Natural water drifting down from the lake above, fitting into a pool. And you see these purple crystals fall into the waters of this pool. And these crystals begin to grow roots, like crystal fingers along their base. Your vision loses focus, and you drift back into the darkness of your dreamless night. And sleep, probably the best sleep you've had in quite a while. Your sleep slowly fades, your body cold with the biting wind that cuts through you. Not wind, a chilling current. You open your eyes and see nothing but shadow, and your arms move sluggishly against the familiar icy waters that portent the prying will of your patron. Your heart rate begins to 
race and, and jump, knowing what this brings. And as that fear wells up into your throat, you hear the familiar voice call from the darkness. Return. A yellow glow pulses in your chest. The orb that remains embedded within your body shining through the skin like a dull lantern. You look up from your chest to see the gargantuan lid of the familiar spotlight-like yellow eye fill your entire periphery. <laughs> you try and look to the right or left, but you are locked in on this singular slitted pupil, your body seemingly frozen in place. You, you're unable to turn away. The panic begins to build, and the voice says, This heavy, resonant, tearing sound begins to fill the space around you. As tendrils begin to emerge from the pupil of the giant eye. Snaking vines pushing through it, pulling the eye apart from the center. An emerald light pouring through the gaping hole. Warming the waters around you. A slew of emotions fill your mind. Warm, amorphous, but comforting and evoking ideas that become words. Come with me, child. The hole within the eye glows with verdant light like an open doorway. Do I recognize the voice? You've never heard this voice. I move towards it. You take a moment to push past and try and swim forward, and the current is pushing against you. Go ahead and make make a strength check for me. <laughs> strength, strength check. Yeah, <clears throat> or athletics. I'll say. Oh, athletics is way better. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen. The current begins to build and try and force you away from it. The eye, you can see the veins at the corner of it tensing. It's trying to resist this shifting doorway. And you push forward, grabbing onto the vines and thrust your whole body through this open wound. As you push through, the cold fades. The vines begin to tug at your arms and carry you the rest of the way through as it closes behind you. Without force or pain, warm, cradling sensations as you're removed from the nightmare of Ukutoa, settled within a small chamber of tangled leaves and roots. Within this mass of vines and green, you swear you can see a face, female, motherly, her eyes closed. The thoughts and emotions enter your mind once more. The words come to you, interpretive. The womb I grant, but withers without faith. His will shall find you again soon. The eyes open, and light like an orange sunset pour over you. 
through you, lulling you slowly back to sleep. His will shall find you again, but until it does, rest. And the darkness takes you for the remainder of your sleep. What happened? What was that? What? Who's taking second watch? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take second watch. All right, Jester's up. All right, Jester is sitting there quietly amongst yourself. It's not too cold. <laughs> the, the dome is temperature controlled. But you sit alone for a bit and notice now the grass slowly growing up through the ground. It's a bit strange. <laughs> all it takes is a little elbow grease and some jester spittle, apparently. That's right. Some love. That's all you need. All right. Make a perception check for me while you're on your watch. Ooh. 23. Nice. Looking up at the sky, you see something moving through the clouds. Some shape drift through. And it's gone. And you see it again, a little further away. And then, pouring out of the storm atop, you see a bird. More massive, well, as massive as one you've seen before, go into a full dive. And for a moment, you're about to yell to wake up your friends, but the dive is quite a ways away, and it's arcing in a different direction. And you watch it scrape across the ground and lift up. And you see no real definite shape with the movement and shift, but something is now grasped in its claws, something large that is now being held and lifted off as the giant bird <laughs> disappears into the mist and rain. Like it something from did it, did it, did it seem like it was anything close to us that it snatched up? Uh, maybe, yeah, right? <laughs> maybe about 150 feet from you. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> this place is creepy. I think we are. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to do during your walk? Yeah, I'm going to send a message. Oh. All right. Do... Kiri. Kiri. Oh, my God. Kiri? Mm-hmm. Hi, Kiri. I'm just thinking about you. In front of this really big tree, and it's pretty cool, and I wish you could see it. I miss you. I hope. Chester! Oh. <laughs> <gasps> I miss you. Come eat your food. <laughs> Where were you? I miss you. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> and she finishes it out, repeating the phrase. Oh, <laughs> 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 no, 
Okay. I go to sleep. Okay. Third and final watch, who's taking that? Yasha. Yeah. Yasha and Caduceus? Oh, okay. Caduceus takes a 12-hour super nap. Oh, yeah, no, I'm in. I'm waiting for more. As is Ford, I guess. All right, so you guys are on final watch. Wow. There's grass. That's weird. Maybe Jester did heal the grass. She does have a radiating glow wherever she goes, so maybe it was healed by her presence. And fuck Caduceus, right? He had nothing to do with it. Oh, yeah, probably. He had nothing to do with it at all. Hey, um, haven't really talked much since I heard all that fucked up shit happen to you. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Thank you, Paul. You know, it's, um, it's no real point of comparison. But uh, I, I was forced to leave behind the first real person I loved as well. So. You did? Yeah. And it was Tori. Uh, she was a little bit older than me, you know? So it was like. Oh, you like the older ones, yeah? She kind of showed me the ropes. <laughs> she was great. She was um, my literal partner in crime for a little bit. And also who I got busted with. So we were both arrested together. And the next morning, my dad was there and busted me out of jail paid bail, and I think made some sort of arrangements with the guards. I don't know, who knows what happened to her. I don't think she's dead. She was one tough bitch, so. But I'm sure she hates me for forever, <laughs> wherever she is. But anyway, it's not, it's not anywhere close to what you experienced, but wow. got some little shred of understanding, I guess. Yeah. You know what? Leaving a, a loved one behind is still a, a, it's a shitty feeling across the board. Yeah. You know? Did you ever think about looking her up again? No. <laughs> no. Like I said, I'm pretty sure she would punch me on the face <laughs> yeah. upon sight. I'm sure she doesn't hate you, though. No. What about you? You ever feel like looking up old blasts from the pasts? Guess you don't really remember too many of them? I mean... Uh, Zuala was the only person that I'd ever been with. So... I could go look for her 
and dig her up somewhere, I guess. That would be weird. Don't tell Caduceus that. I'll take you up on it. I sometimes think about that. <laughs> well. But I, it's, it's in the past, so. Yeah, I feel you. I know as they say, you have to move on or whatever. But that doesn't make it any easier. No. There's something about you. Kind of, uh, excited to see what it is because first there was that Trent guy, now this Oban guy, even Molly. Seems like you kind of have gravitation, gravitational force around you, for better or for worse. Jester thinks that maybe I was a a really like super good harp player. Oh, so wow. I'm uh, I'm I'm sticking to the hope that maybe I was just like you know traveling around just like blah, playing like a rock harp or something. Rock harp. Yeah. yeah. No, that's metal. Like a, yeah, like a metal harp, you know? <laughs> I doubt that's the case, but we'll see. But thank you for not judging me, Bo. Oh, have you seen me? Who am I to fucking judge? I've seen you. I've seen you a lot. All right, let's get some sleep. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Good night. Good night. As the morning light over Jorahas begins to bring the dawn through the storm, the rains continue, but the day is yours as you all collectively come back to consciousness at your own times. Uh, the ground around you is green. In and outside the dome. How far? Uh, about 30 or so feet past the dome, wow. around the tree entirely. Maybe it's just so, been a bit since it's rained. Could just, could just need a little bit of rain. Yeah, but would that happen again. overnight? That seems so So fun. maybe the it tree, is, a magic tree. is not a vampire tree, maybe it's a healing tree. Maybe it's a giving tree. Yeah. You guys, I had the craziest, most intense, visceral dream. <laughs> About what? I really, I, it was so crazy. I, I no. love. <laughs> I can't clean it off because of makeup. You have to keep it on. No. Oh, Continue now. I don't remember what it was, but it seemed important. Uh-huh. Anyone else have any dreams? Oh yeah. All right, let's dreams. go. <laughs> Anybody see anything during the night? Oh yeah, I saw one of those giant bird things again. What was it called? Like a rock or something, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, huge wingspan. It came down and oh, and it grabbed something. I hope it wasn't Young Ball. <laughs> Should we go check? Oh, yes, go check. Yeah. Yeah. 
See how many steeds we got left. As I peek my head out, I keep an eye out for the giant bird. This is smells right. great. Oh man, I yeah. think I got the The dome is faded, by the way. It's an eight-hour dome. Oh. So, um, it's a giant bird. It's a giant bird. What about it? There's a giant tree. Yeah, they could be living in the giant tree. With like a nest. Yeah. 500 feet up. Let's uh, tread carefully. Okay. No. Should we go uh, do a walk once around uh, the tree to see if we, there's anything we might have missed? Well, we're checking on our, our more yeah, bounders more, first. More bounders to make sure they didn't get eaten. I'm going to keep an eye on the sky now that I'm thinking about that. Okay. Can you quietly call for him? I'm going to send <laughs> my vulture on a lazy circle yeah, up and around and check up the upper reaches of the tree. Okay. Uh, make a perception check for Frumpkin. Yeah. Um, Frumpkin, nine. Nine. It's, uh, Frumpkin takes a while to do a full pass while you guys are gathering your things and looking out for your more bounders. Um, there are a number of vultures and other creatures that live in the high up uh, boughs of the uh, arbor exemplar, mm. um, but hard to see past the exterior of the canopy, mm. especially with the rain. Yeah. Maybe once we get the war bounders and get some cover from the rain, perhaps that might help out as well. So. Okay. But do you look for your art for your more bounders? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, make a perception check for me. Okay. Uh, this is oh probably going to be. Oh, they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. It was an unintentional. It was an unintentional twenty. Oh no, it was. Yeah. Oh. They still did good. Eleven. Investigation or perception? Perception. Ten. Ten. You, you, you don't see your more bounders. None of them. Yarnba. Can you talk to them? Uh, I mean, if they can hear, something. they can hear. Don't think they can. I don't think. Yeah, I'll climb up the tree and see if I can get a look. Oh, well, let me see. It has to be a humanoid, I think. A creature you are familiar with. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna send a message to Yarnba. Okay. Come ball, we're out of the dome. Come back to mama. <laughs> we're waiting on you. <laughs> You're super cute. I've got food for you. That was a lie. I told it. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You can you tell if the person that you're trying to send a message to is unavailable? Yeah, but just. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Can respond. <laughs> he think he heard me. Okay. He's alive. Uh, yeah. Great. He didn't sound hurt. He's probably in this off track. Mental message. Didn't seem to be. A few moments pass, and you can see the three more banders had holed up at the tree's base. All right. Oh. Let's go over it. <laughs> Buddy. I'm gonna all go right. once around the tree. Yeah. Listen, anyone want to I'll go with you, yeah. yeah. So once around the tree. We all go together. Okay, so you all get up on your more bounders and do an arc around the tree. Carefully, stealthily, or just a, a Stealthily. All right, so slow pace. Everyone make a stealth check, please. I can't pass without a trace on us. All righty. Plus 10. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, now that's pretty good. 
Mm. More bad didn't roll all that great, but the pass without a trace definitely helped. Okay, so. 28. 38. Yeah. Whoa. 23. 42. Yeah. Whoa. 21. 26. 15. <laughs> you guys all certainly made Is up for the more bounders. Yeah, all right. So you carefully make your way through. The the little bit of green grass uh, that you saw, not around like about the 10, 10 or so feet outside of the tree's edge, is now a very tall green grass. Wow. Um, and as you're kind of making your arc around it, as the grass gets higher, the more boundaries are kind of pushing through, and you can just see past the shoulders. Like the landscape around the tree has changed overnight in a very weird, unique way. And as you kind of move, not just under the dome, right? No, the like no, the grass has expanded out for about an additional 200 feet from the base of the tree in all directions, yeah. and near the base of the tree, the grass gets higher and more dense. Yeah, it's all about that base. <laughs> I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let the tree and the grass know that we're just taking a look around. Let us know if there's anything we should be worried about or otherwise. Okay. I'm gonna so. lean to the side of the more bounder and I'm gonna pick a blade of grass. Okay. You pick it. It's healthy. It's fresh, it's clean. I'm gonna sort of fold it and put it in my, my book with the people good. Alright. You guys are around looking up. Um, there are all manner of, of, you know, pads of thick bark and winding elements of the tree as it's grown, where uh, heavy vines kind of dangle down and tangle into parts of it. I mean, it, it might be climbable, but a fall from there would be real bad. Well, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You gonna climb it? All right. Climb the tree if you want. Yasha, yeah, sure. it's 300 feet up until you hit the bottom of the canopy. Just so you say there was I'm a good cave. At this with an urban move and like parkouring up walls. Did you say there was a little alcove There's or cave? There's like a little indentation. I'll show it to them. That somebody lives yeah, in. Let's go look at it. Yeah. Okay. Before we attempt that. But it, it didn't seem like it was very from the outside. Yeah. If there's anything else, I'm just trying to look for maybe someone carved something into the tree, or if there's any interesting pattern. <laughs> 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 Let's do better than last time, shall we? Or, yeah, that's okay. Okay, that's a 22. 22, okay. Um, all right, so you guys are scanning around. Who's attempting to climb it? Well, we're not checking out that alcove We're going to check out the little alcove first, okay. <laughs> and then I will climb with, with whoever wants to climb. Okay, you head to the alcove, you go ahead and inspect it, and it looks like this is probably where the Moorbounders had found a place to sleep for the night. Um, you can see there is that ring of stones, like someone had built a small fire pit here at some point, but it's been left a long time, and the stones have been kind of turned a bit, and uh, the grass has kind of grown up through, and a lot of the ash has kind of disseminated. So, like, it's, it looks like a fire pit that hasn't been used in a long time, and, and the nature is kind of reclaimed. Um, but it looks like it's probably seen some use here or there. Look for any hidden doors in there? Yeah, go ahead and uh, make a perception check. It was an investigation, sorry, investigation. Okay, not great. 16. 16. Go ahead and maneuver yourself through feeling for any panels or doorways or anything. Nothing catches your attention. Well, let's climb. I'm going to run Detect Magic just for fun for a minute, too. Okay. Detect Magic. The entire tree gives off a very strong uh, magical divine essence. Mm hmm. Who's climbing? I'm climbing. All right. Okay. So that was three. Team Rooms. 
Climbers. Take a big drink and let's go. So yeah, at ninth level, I can move up vertical surfaces without falling. Whoa. That's true. Let's see here. <laughs> Climbing is good for strong people. Fuck. Right? Strong people climb well. American Ninja Warrior. Uh, uh-huh. Or people that if they fall have a good uh-huh. safety yeah, net. Which one is this? This is called which ability? Unarmored movement. You get it oh, at. Pretty, oh, that's right. Yeah. Third level, but then at ninth level, you can move across vertical surfaces and water without falling during the move. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. So you can run up for your movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you get to a thing with purchase, like a branch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. We'll see how this works. Okay. Do I some broken ass monk shit? <laughs> Do I see like a, a bough, a low-hanging bough that's roughly forty to forty-five feet up? No. There's vines, uh, though. But there's vines. There are vines. Like there are things that you can maybe might be able to catch yourself with. So what I'm going to try and do. All right. Okay. So the three of you are attempting this up. I need both of you to make uh, athletics checks for me, please, for the first fifty feet of climbing. Eight. Let's just yeah. Stand me and me and Yash are standing underneath them, trying to catch them if they fall. Okay. Nod gets ten feet up and then immediately loses her grip Fuck. and tumbles. <laughs> that wasn't good. Good job. Good effort. Sixteen. Sixteen. Ford is actually you're finding knots and pulling yourself up and using some vines to get along the way. Uh, as you guys, as you're getting partway up, you're like, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> you can just bow sprinting up the side of the tree. Jesus. And once I, uh, once I start running out, I'm gonna like try and park her off and grip some vines. Grab some vines and you kind of catch yourself there. I'm gonna tap a resistance into you before you start heading up. Just good luck up there. Oh, I wasn't planning yeah. on Go on, Jesse! Oh, never mind. But I can go now, not now. Yeah, I got this. Sure, I'll try to climb then. I thought you were, okay. Why not? Make an athletics check for me, Jesse. <laughs> Ooh. 20. Yeah. You catch up to about where no, Ford is. Um, make another athletics check, both of you guys, for. Uh, Next chunk. Next one. 19. 21. Ooh. You both are like neck and neck climbing up the side here, yes. kind of getting almost competitive as you're heading up this tree. You're now at 100 feet up, and you're still 200 feet from where the lowest oh. part of the canopy is. And you kind of like look at each other and then look down and. Oh, you can see like the tiny shapes of your friends at the bottom, <laughs> and you glance up and just see Bo continuing up, like grabbing vines and leaping and parkouring off. Body system, up, God going, damn it! <laughs> I need momentum for I, this. I will say, as part of that, go to make an acrobatics check for me to try and utilize the vines to maintain your momentum so you don't all of a sudden start plummeting. This out. That could have been bad. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, you are. Uh, with that, you're able to. To find the elements of it that you can kind of leap off of and grab and spin and grab the vine and swing past and then use that momentum of the swing to lift you up even further and keep sprinting up the side. Uh, you're actually up at a. You've you've hit 100 feet while they're both at 50. I thought we were at 100 now. I thought yeah. You oh no, no sorry. You guys said sorry. You're, so you're at 150. Sorry. Damn. This is scary. This, this is, is scary. This, this is, is high. This is exactly. This is things. Things can go horribly wrong now. Athletics checks for both of you, please. I feel kind of like a cat that gets really high, like the, you know the squirrels that climb our palm tree, and it's like. Keep an eye on them. Oh! I rolled a one. Nothing bad could happen. Oh no! Whatever. So, 
you manage to get to about 150 feet. You're starting to get tired, the sweat's on the brow, but you're halfway up the tree. And you just hear this little and glance over your side, and you watch as Jester reaches up and grabs uh, a part of the tree uh, bark itself that pulls off and breaks. You reach up and grab another piece that breaks off, and she's now just going into free. I push I off the tree, and I go into a straight dive after her. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's 100 Yeah, you see this. You, you, you see Jester just fall, and then forward fall, and they're both just... 80 feet, as 70 feet, 60 feet, Kedra, 50 feet. As they approach me and Caleb, both both, both do the exact same movement. Yeah. And if he does it first, I, I, I bail. Yeah. Okay. So you both uh, focusing on who? Out. Well, I imagine we both just went. Yeah. yeah. Both, because it affects multiple people. Yep. Right. So but it's overkill. You, oh, is it? It's, it's up to six people. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So then there you go. So, is your you're diving down towards just towards Jester's trying Jester? You're plummeting just in back. With you just see Ford rocketing in your direction, and right as you reach out, and grab her hand. You both go into a low, gradual kind of Mary Poppins glide Are we down touching? to the base. You're grabbing your hand, yeah. Great, I cast Thunderstep, and we go <laughs> straight up to the top. How far does it send you? Ninety feet. Ninety feet. Yeah, back up to where we were. Oh my god. Okay, so you feather fall for a second. Thanks for the feather fall. Oh and then my. Right up. <laughs> As it bursts out, part part of the the tree where you were is Wait. indented a little bit from the blast of, of energy around you, and you Sorry. both catch Sorry. up. Sorry. You're about a hundred and we'll say what was the distance that when you said ninety feet. Ninety feet. Yeah, you guys got back up to about <laughs> we'll say a hundred feet. Yeah. <laughs> How long does that feather fall thing last? I wonder. Uh, a minute. Sweet. So but it's only, it only affects a falling creature, so you're not falling anymore. Well, they're oh, floaty. They're floaty for, yeah, no, if the creature for land, 40, 50, or 40 seconds. If the creature seconds. lands before the spell ends, it's over. Yeah, yeah. but they haven't landed yeah. yet. Well, they've they're landed now on the tree. On the tree. Yeah. So you're both now at 100. Hang on. If you back up. You. Bo runs up to the 200-foot area. Yeah, Bo. <laughs> Make an African back for me. I can enter Warrior All-Star Week. Uh, it says natural 17, so 26. You are just leaping off. You're, you're this like, this blue blur. There's this like blue and brown blur of Tarzan up the side of the tree, just going up, zigzagging as you as you climb. Um, both of you guys make athletics checks because you need to climb. 17. 13. 13. It's getting, you're getting a little sore, Jester. You're starting to slow. Well, I'm a little freaked out from falling. I know. Um, My both, hands are kind of sweaty. <laughs> you both make it up to 150, um, but, but the DC is starting to climb now because you're starting to get tired. Um, so now, go ahead and try again, guys. Another athletics check. Bo is up to the 250 mark now. Oh my gosh. Oh no. 21. Nine. Those are great rolls. Nine. You don't move. You try and climb it. <laughs> and you're just freezing in place. She doesn't advance at all, but you manage to get another 50 feet or so, so you're up to the 200 mark. I just put my forehead against the trunk. And the bottom of the canopy is 300? Yeah. And she's at 150. I'm just going to stay here, Ward. You just keep going. It's okay. You know, if you get up to me, I can help us get a little I can't boost. Move. It's okay. You just keep going. <laughs> Make an acrobatics check. Like the dawn wall. <laughs> um, 
nine plus eight is 17. 17. Okay. With that, you make it to the bottom of the first uh, branches out of the side of the tree, and you leap up and you actually watch uh, this blue blur just making way up, and then vanish into the green above. Um, that was really cool. Athletics check. Oh no. It'll be fine. A little bit of that that Caduceus breakfast kind of yeah, up coming for a up bit, and lying my throat. It's, Remember, it's mostly tough. Hey, nineteen. Nineteen. You find a second wind. Ford's words kind of ring true, and you and start power through. Like the montage music starts kicking in as you just one hand over the other, climb your way up to the tree, reaching forward. Ford, do you want to? Are you waiting, or are you going to continue to climb? You want to boost? Uh-huh. Okay, grab my hand. And I'll cast Thunderstep again. <laughs> the tree splinters once oh more. Another like <laughs> impact oh to the side God. of it. Kind of a, a, a slight indentation for about ten feet, where the force is blasting the side of the tree. The last thing I do. You both now go from the 150 foot mark to the uh, 240 foot mark, <laughs> and then catch up on the side of the tree again. You're now 240 feet up in the air, and you look down. <laughs> Make one more athletics check for me. Tying a rope to several people would have been a clever idea as well. That doesn't count. That escaped my hand. That's true. I could have. Really? 17? 17? Oh. Natural 20. I'll say. I'll say with the natural 20, the 17 gets you to the 290 foot mark, but as you're getting up to that point, Ford just kind of grabs you from the back, grabs a rock, and throws you up the last 10 feet, and you catch onto the edge at the bottom of the, of, of the first branch and kind of hold yourself there. And Ford, you climb the rest of the way up, and both of you guys catch I, up. I reach to, and grab Ford, pull And the up. three of you now make it up onto uh-huh. the branch. I have a question. Just yes. ran up the side Woo! fucking thing? Yeah! Oh. <laughs> really fast, bro. Oh, was awesome. Polymorph works on self, right? Yeah. So after watching all of that, Caleb suddenly uh, morphs into a giant eagle, grabs Nott, and hoists her into the air and flies. <laughs> oh, that, okay. That's a. <laughs> yeah, she can do this or just set in the bottom. Giant eagles are smart. Suppose we should actually look around and see if anything. Good. Yeah, I guess I've, it's been been up, I've been looking up intelligences enough. for the last five minutes. <laughs> like, nope, nope, nope. Watching that, you make your way up and uh, catch up to the inside of it. So you're standing there now on the first branch. It is just this clustered net of extending uh, branches that all kind of fold into each other. Giant leaves, leaves that are about four, four and a half feet long end to end. It. It feels like you're tiny people in a regular tree from a from a, a perspective. Um, go dog, go yeah. to the end where they're all dancing in a giant tree. Honey, I shot the kids. Good. Do we do we see anything up there? Make perception check. I am look around too. Go for it. Seventeen. Mm. Uh, seventeen as well. Seventeen. Uh, both looking up. Uh, it's going to be a little easier to climb through here because of the branches and such. Um, you do see what looks to be kind of a darker shape, maybe about 20 feet above you on uh, a cluster of branches that are kind of m- matching over each other, like a, like a, almost like two hands holding. Oh boy, it could be a mess. Yeah. 
Looks very much like the edges of a very large nest. Oh boy. Why are we coming here? Why, did, why was this Because it seemed fun. Can you? Can I kind of walk to the edge of one of the boughs and peek out, and can I get like a nice aerial view? Sure. All right, so you climb out carefully, get to the very edge, peek out from it. It's an incredible view. You can see the barb, and now you, like, it's, it's interesting. You can see a pattern. There is kind of a circular pattern on the barb fields of these various uh, jutting rock formations um. that is more dense towards the center. Not not around where the tree is. The tree isn't perfectly in the center. It's placed in kind of the vicinity. But there does appear to be kind of a shape, and in the center of it, there is one large uh, dipping chasm that where? just pierces into the center. How far away is it from where we are, from the tree? Uh, the you center? guys you guys must have passed it. It's, passed it. It was kind of to the, uh, it would have been to the, to the right or to the east of where you were. So you guys have been traveling kind of in a northwestern direction, so you've been kind of skirting along the edge, oh. or uh, not quite towards the center, but it's more towards the center of the barbed fields. You can see this large chasm that's just dug into the base, and the rocks kind of emanate from that. Amongst all these rocks, are there any enemies, orcs, anything traveling that we can see with my eagle eyes? Uh, make a perception check. Got advantage. Two 17s in a row. 19. 19. Um, it's hard to make out a lot of details from this high up, uh, specifically, but there are a number of creatures in sight all over the place that live here. Some scavenging, some hunting, some just walking or moving, some herds, some solitary. You can see, just at this first glance, maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of a dozen or so Udaks, the large beasts, kind of just scattered across, uh, scattered across the fields, uh, both in front of you and to the right. And from where you're peeking out and looking at the side now, this would be the eastern side that you're looking out towards the barb fields. Um, you can see uh, would look to be roving bands of smaller humanoid creatures. You're not sure if they're orcs or anything, but you can see there are there are folk that live here, or folk that wander through, possibly hunting or moving through the fields. I'm gonna draw all of this in my book to like receive a Lois with the chasm and everything. Uh, Did you already narrate how, say how far away that chasm looks from our, the, the chasm is miles away. Miles away. Yeah, it's probably another. Four hours of travel from where you are. What about the penumbra range? Can we see that? Oh yeah, the number, the, from this point of where you're looking, the penumbra range completely encompasses okay. your, the horizon. Sure. Um, you're looking at what you're looking at is the eastern side of the. If you look at the map there, you can see. Yeah. Um, you guys are probably about here, mm-hmm. and the penumbra range from your, your vision out this way, the mountains just completely fill the horizon. You can see that they, they taper a little bit to, to the northern side from what you can view. But and we're talking about on the horizon, right? Yeah. Okay. And any, any sign of Bazozan, or are we? You'd have to move around on the northern side of the tree probably to get a view, because right now you're peering out the eastern side. Uh-huh. So Basil would be visible probably from the northern yeah, side. Around to the other side. Still okay. <laughs> Out the tree. Yes. <laughs> and I'll swing around and do a perimeter okay. swing. Alright. Perimeter swing. Um, you do take a view of, of the space and you can see thinly on the edge kind of like this little line that is probably the uh, hallowed path that curves around the perimeter. The other path you could have taken, mm-hmm. um, and you can see where where the where the penumbra range tends to 
to lessen and thin. Mm -hmm. There's a small kind of dark pebbled beach here that goes to the cold waters. Mm -hmm. It looks like ocean that goes up this way. And then that range picks up once more. And along where it begins to build up again, you can see along the cliff face what looks to be some sort of structure built into it, like at the base of the mountain. It's, you're too far away to make out much of the detail, but you can see what looks to be a small settlement of some kind. And it is small. Okay. Well, what are we doing in this fucking tree? Let's get down and go. You're in the air. Ah! Put me down! Put me down! <laughs> I still want to see if I can get to the other side of the tree and see if we can get eyes on Bazozan. Because we didn't really see it. Did they see it just That's then? That's what they just we did. We just did, but you don't know that. We just saw Bazazan! Sounding goblin dangling. Oh my god! You want to walk over there? You think it's safe navigating around this thing? This giant bird's nest? Follow your lead. <clears throat> yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Okay, you can make athletics or acrobatics checks your choice to make your way through these boughs. Acrobatics. 16. Athletics. Natural 19 plus 9, so. Natural 20. All right. 28. And I can also get stealth checks from you guys. You succeeded in your pass, but I want to see how quietly you do Do we still have pass without a trace on us? No. 9. Those talking at the tree like Chow Yun Fat. 21. <laughs> 20. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 21, what? Nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah, that's that's better two out of three. Um, you carefully make your way around. At one point, you grab a branch for that breaks loudly, and you kind of wait, and you hear some heavy shifting, <laughs> cracking and moving of wood and stick. And you can see now, like dust and leaf clusters, and broken bits of branch begin to tumble down from where the nest is. And you see some shape kind of shift and move. And you can see these wide, long feathers kind of coast around the outer edge of the nest as a big, dark head begins to peer off the side, a pointed, hooked bill at the edge. And you all kind of stop and pull up quietly, like finding a leaf. I used to sky self to turn entirely brown like the branch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kill me. But overall, you guys rolled high enough stealth to avoid its passive perception. I like um, that you're already like green and brown, and you. <laughs> you know. Brown now. Yeah. Not just in my pants. <laughs> brown too. And it kind of peers forward and looks around. And this draws back to the nest and then it goes to rest. Maybe you go on ahead without me. No, what, you're coming. I mean, I'll just stay here. Come on, you come on, let's go. All right, you make you make it the rest away carefully, and it going from it takes you a while. This is a, this is a dangerous, difficult thing to do quietly. I'd say it takes the better part of an hour and a half Man. to make it through all these branches quietly around what is the, the perimeter of travel. You guys to move from each side to that. You're moving, I'd say, about 
200 to 250 feet through very careful, deliberate, quiet movements. Yeah. So it's it's like like sloth climbing. Is there any flower up here or fruit or berry? Make a, make a perception check. You're hungry? A big ass ancient tree, I don't know, 10. 10. Looking around here, you're, you don't see any fruit or flowers around it, unfortunately. Any rock feathers molted off? Uh, none that are immediately in the vicinity, but you're sure there's probably a few in the, uh, in the nest if you wanted to go give it a shot. No. <laughs> no. I bet there's a magic sword in there, just sitting there. <laughs> make, make, make a perception right in the middle. Check. We gotta get in the nest. Uh, did I just ruin? 16. Did I just kill you? Sixteen. <laughs> did I actually just murder Travis's character? That's where something would be. I will say a little bit past where you guys got to the northern side, you do see what looks to be one uh, feather that's just kind of left entangled in some of the vines. How big is I've it? Ruined you, haven't I? Uh, the feather itself is probably about three feet from tip to tip, if not four feet. It's hard to see. This is. Can I get to it fairly feather. easily? Oh, uh, you can you certainly try. From tip to tip? Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> it's yeah. a big ass feather. It's a big ass bird. That's a real big bird. Oh, shit. You try? Yeah. yeah. be a sword. All right. Are there any vestiges of divergence in the nest? Make an athletics check. <laughs> Ooh, that was almost great. Athletics? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, 15. So athletics or acrobatics? So the acrobatics for you. Then 16. 16. Right? All righty. No, 15, 15. 15. <laughs> right, you carefully make your way over there. Uh, make another self-check. Oh, fuck. Wow, Magic. that was some acrobatic shit. I'm gonna keep it. Uh, 22. 22. Yeah. You make your way over there, and you reach forward, and you're about to grab one branch, but you notice at its base that it is cracked, and grabbing it might have lost your footing. Or doing so to keep yourself would have been a very loud noise, and so you pull back a bit, curve around, eventually finding your way to the edge, and within grasp, you take the feather and carefully dislodge it without making a noise. And you now have, it's a little, you know, tussled on one side, but you have a, a four foot rock feather. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> bag of holding right here. Bag of holding right here. <laughs> Burlesque act. Burlesque act. <laughs> One rock though. Um And from this point, looking yeah. across the vista, making your way to the edge of the rain, you two can see what appears to be the settlement of Bazazen. Hey, there it is. As you watch an eagle go by, holding a gravel. is over there! <laughs> what are you guys doing? Right. Being attacked by 12 fucking woolly mammoth. Knocking on the tree. Is this, is this, like, can you feel her if, when you touch the tree or something? I was entirely not paying attention. I was starting to, like, weave some, just just make a brand new hat out of, like, little bits. I was, I've just been basket weaving, basically, at this point, out of the tall grass. Um, I, I know, it hadn't even occurred to me to, to this is really not going to go this, with what you're wearing at a, all. Is this for me? Well, I mean, I figure we're here, and, you know, there's a, this is. I'll, I'll try it on. It's only half a hat right now, but sure. Oh, well, you can see if it fits. You know. Is it okay? I like it. Okay. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> jumpy. Here. All right, let's keep going. 
<laughs> Perfect. There you go. Um, as you guys are taking this moment to kind of take it, in, it is it is a beautiful vista. Uh, even against like the light rain, um, it's not a lightning storm at this point; it's just the light rain. Uh, it is a beautiful sight of of this normally not beautiful location, but this height kind of puts everything into perspective and. You know, from where you all started together as finding yourselves in a tavern, it's wild to think for a second you're, you know, amongst the boughs of this massive divine tree looking upon the land of Jorhas. Um, interesting thought that comes to you, Ford. Um, usually when you cast your spells, there's like a, a shot of cold sensation that shoots through you with the casting, uh, an element of like cold water or, you know, in, in a deep ocean type. A uh, flash of temperature that just kind of courses through you that you're just used to whenever you've utilized your magic. In the times that you saved Jester, in the moment you didn't think about it, and then now thinking back, um, that wasn't there. It was a little warmer. It, the magic was still there, but there wasn't. Each time you felt like there was like a small scale, like siphoning of your body temperature, some sort of a uh, a shift to that cold ocean. It's interesting. Should we float down and continue on? Yeah. I'm gonna draw a picture of Bo and Ford, like sitting on the branch with like the grand vista behind them up in the tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's candid. You guys pretend like you don't um, know I'm drawing um, you. Yeah, it's uh-huh. better. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Perfect. At some point, you said that they crawled like an hour and a half through the tree. About an hour. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, I'm going to say that Caleb would have known to land in the branches, undo and redo. So. Okay. Still, just so we don't plummet to our death. Yeah. How are we getting down? We're going to float down. Who's doing that? I'll do it. Oh, you can just do it on everybody? I can do it on us. That's yeah. amazing. Eagles Yay, do it, they went to float. Huffing and flapping his wings. I mean, we could also ride on so Caleb. Ride on Caleb. Bird. There is a shifting sound. Fuck out of the tree now. Oh. In, the, in the upper nest region. Uh, not do the thing, not do the thing. Do the thing, boys! Come on! Foot and bow, leap from it, and a moment later. No, Chester. Okay. Baywatch jump. Not, not, just, not just as, did you hear something? <laughs> Come on, that shit! It's two campaigns, Marisha. <laughs> There's just only like 300 feet. Yeah. They're all just falling out of the tree rapidly. The eagle swooping underneath you guys look up and watch. Just around the way, they've they've curved around the tree now, quite further than you recall. The rest of your party just plummeting. Like swimming in the air, and then they like Willy Wonka style. Their whole hands will make like shapes. And they begin to slowly drift. Yeah, and as a star shape. And now, ooh, make a triangle, and I'll go in the middle and spin around. Okay. As, they're, <laughs> as they're slowly drifting, you watch the canopy of the tree kind of shift, and something kind of shake, and dust and bits of branch oh, and no. leaves begin to fall, and you hear. <laughs> and this darkened 
massive shape of a rock <laughs> come piercing out of the canopy above all of you and begins to curve back around towards the tree. Oh, no. And that's where we're going to pick up next week. Oh, oh. oh. oh no. So many birds. <laughs> I'm so excited to see the maps you guys just drew because I want to see if it looks anything like I saw. It's gonna be nice. Oh, it's so gonna be so nice. Alrighty, we'll pick up from <laughs> with this very so unique excursion. And we're gonna get home and finish packing and yeah. head out to Denver for a single Home in Denver soon enough. Oh, you're right. Oh my god, this clean is wrecked. No, no, I can't. <laughs> Not on the equipment. <laughs> god damn it! In the show. Look, you're 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 gonna make him pop blood vessel. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it down! Shut it down! Please. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Shut it down! Oh, oh no! Still so handsome though. Is that it? We're out. It smells so bad. Oh my god! Cancer death. I get the one. I get the one liquid shot from Laura. You bitch. Oh, it smells terrible. You can attack me. Go for it, Matt. We're out, right? Alright, guys. We're not out. I didn't sign off yet, yes? Oh, God, it's in my teeth. Alright, guys. See you next week. We love you very much. And is it Thursday yet? Bye. Oh, hey. Ashley Johnson here, and I sure do hope you're enjoying the adventure. Remember when you first found out about Critical Role? Was it through a friend, or a family member, or maybe even through the words of a stranger in the review section of our podcast? Many listeners find our show through word of mouth and recommendations, so please consider rating and reviewing our podcast, because each review makes an impression that may just inspire someone new to give our show a try, and that, more than anything, helps to support us. Thank you for joining us on this adventure, and until next time, let us try to leave the world a little better than we found it.